We are recording live. We got video. Welcome to another episode of Talking Top Tier. I am your host, always doing the most, Tone the Boss. This week, this is a guest I've been wanting to have on here for the longest. I had one of the greatest podcast interviews. This guy was there for that. We'll get into that a little bit later. Right now, I want to introduce the world. Well, he's already done that, but my world, I'm introducing DJ Verbatim. Where's my claps? We need claps for this man. Yo, yo, yo. What up? What up? What up? Thank you for having me, Tone. Verbatim. What's good, fella? This feels man, like this... a long time coming. Well sure. needed. I'm excited. Uh, I know you very well. Um, and we'll talk about the beginnings of me knowing you and where you are now. And honestly, how proud of your journey and how inspiring it's been towards my career. Uh, but you give the people your words on who you are and what you stand for. Wow. Um, <laughs> That's a little bit of pressure. Mike. No, no, you're all good. You're all good. Uh, great. Thanks for that in- introduction, first of all. Um, man, I'm I'm just Tim Frazier. You know, at the end of the day, uh, music has been... I always tell a lot of my wedding clients, um, music is my first memory in my life. You know, I remember dancing to music videos and MTV when it was still music videos. And that's my earliest memories. You know, <laughs> music's always been, I was the kid at high school that had headphones on. I'm the kid that doing dishes at home has headphones on. You know, no matter what I was doing, music was always a part of it. I remember my life and stages of music. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I remember what song I was listening to when big moments in my life were happening. Same. So, um, but at the end of the day, you know, now I'm a, I'm a businessman. I have my own uh, entertainment business, as you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what I found out was my passion. My, you know, even more music and being a business owner um, and kind of a CEO of my own world yep. um, is kind of where my passion is. Uh, and being able to collaborate, network, um, meeting new people, people with hunger, with people with passion. In, in the business is, is kind of where I'm at right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, started DJing in 08 um, as a karaoke host. Um, started doing weddings in about 2011 and been doing those ever since. Um, started my business in 2020. I know not the best year to start a business, but <laughs> um, it was actually a blessing in disguise for me because it kind of allowed me to learn how to be a businessman. Yeah. Um, but yeah, been uh, having my two most successful years I've had the last two years as far as uh, business is concerned um, and, and doing what I love to do. So that's a quick nutshell about myself. That's amazing. And your story, very similar to mine, I feel. And it's, it's exciting. Like I said, uh, you're a big inspiration. I l- literally remember the day um, me and Chuck were at Lindale Mall selling CDs. It was our Big Bang days. And we, me and you crossed paths at Foot Locker. And you were so excited. You were like, bro, DJ Brian Lee's about to train me to be a DJ. And we, we knew each other, but, like, we weren't that well acquainted to, like, just have a little right. chit-chat. Right. So, like, that's how I could see the excitement. Like, you were just <laughs> literally glowing yeah. with excitement that day. And yeah. I will never forget that. And it's like, you know, that, that was probably just a regular day to you. But I remember, like, this dude found something he's so excited and so passionate about. And, you know, I'm selling my CDs. I'm doing my thing musically. I'm like, you know, this is the start of I don't know when he's going to actually be DJing. And really, I think it was like three to six months. after. Like, I felt like you guys went through a training course Mm -hmm. for a while before it actually happened. But I remember your excitement specifically that day at Lindale at the Foot Locker when it was where like GameStop and stuff was. And, uh, you know, since 
remembering that moment to where you are now is just the dopest shit ever. Like you literally had your passion, you followed your dreams, uh, you became a top DJ in Iowa, and then you know you you started your own business uh, and, and became you know your own thing, which is really cool. Um, God. Let's talk about what DJing means for you first. Yeah. And then we'll talk about the start of the business and yeah. how we intertwine again. So first off, to be completely honest, I don't remember that day. Um, <laughs> but it was kind of funny me even becoming a DJ. And we'll, I kind of started there because I've known Brian. My first job was at Hy-Vee here in, on Oakland Road. Nice. First job ever. Well, other than like a paper route. Yeah. Um, but Brian was the shift manager there, and he was a DJ. I, at the time, I didn't know what a DJ was. The only DJ I knew was DJ Jazzy Jeff, and that's because I watched Fresh Prince. Yeah. You know? I still didn't know what a DJ really was. Yeah. That didn't really give you a good description. No, no. <laughs> it was a great show. But, um, but me and him developed, me and Brian had developed a, a friendship at that point. Um, I was 17. He might have been like 21, 22, something like that. Uh, some Somewhere in those age ranges. Mm -hmm. um, and then I ended up. You know, 21, just like every other 21-year-old, you start, you know, legally, you can drink, so you go out and you, you know, and it seemed like, you know, 08, 07, 08 was when Brian was everywhere everybody wanted to be, right? Yeah. He was that yep. DJ. He was that At guy. that point. Yeah. He was he, that he guy. He put Big Bang on. Like, I'll he go really on the record did. Yeah, and yeah. say, Brian Lee put Big Bang yeah. on. There is no Big Bang blowing up without DJ Brian he Lee. He was a huge, and I was all a part of that. You know, mm -hmm. I was, I was, I was, you know, a small part. That mm -hmm. was me just getting my foot in the door. But yeah. the funny thing that you say when I was so excited was because I knew that I was determined. You know, Brian, when I, so I saw him at Tailgaters, which is a bar here in Cedar Rapids, obviously. Um, I was 23 at the time. And at this point, I'd been going out to bars for two years. You know, you had your element, you had yeah. your volume. Yeah. You had those places at that point. Um, and then you had the places that Brian was at. And that was those were the places that everybody wanted to be once element and volume kind of went out of yeah. the way. Uh, but I remember being at Tailgate with my best friend, and I was just looking up at Brian. At this point, I'd see him perform, you know, probably 50 times, yeah. if not more. And I remember looking up there for probably in a daze of some sort and just thinking, I could do that. Yeah. I think I can do that. Yeah. And so I go up and talk to him. And at this point, me and Brian have rekindled our friendship. We had yeah. lot, you know, we both split from high V at this point. Yeah. Um, and then now that I'm 21, we, I see him more and more and we're yep. becoming friends again. Yep. Um, so he, I went up to him and I just said, Hey, what do you think about me being a DJ? And he literally, he might not even remember this, but he literally laughed at me. Because he remembers me being that shy, quiet kid yeah. from back in high yeah. V, and I've always been that yeah. until music is involved. Yeah, yep. you know, he never seen me with music or yeah. anything like that. Yeah. So I've always been a shy, quiet kid. Yeah. Um, being the oldest of ten, um, music was like my way of of taking my of being a personality in a group of ten kids. Mm -hmm. Right. Not only was I the oldest, and of, of course I'd get that attention, but um, oldest of how many? Ten. Man. Yeah. There's a big there's a big group of us. <laughs> I remember the Frasers. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Were deep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so when Brian so he he even, you know, kind of laughed at me when I came up with this crazy idea of being being a DJ, but at the same time he saw that I was determined mm -hmm. to be that. Yeah. So you said crazy uh uh training period. The, the training was essentially going out to see him DJ uh -huh. and that's how I trained I just watched what he did consistency just watched what he observing. did um it was kind of a crazy time in my life I mean 21 22 you're you're super young 23 whatever I was making mistakes yeah you're super young <laughs> you're super young but 
my thing was I wanted to watch him and and see what he did with the with with the turntables mm-hmm. and then I could do that. Then there was a time where he'd let me get on the turntables at his shows yeah. and that's how I kind of just started. There wasn't yeah. really no like training session necessarily. Yeah. It was more like okay, let me watch, let me watch, let me watch. Okay, I think I'm ready to do, you know, yeah. 15 minutes or yeah. something like that. Let me do that and I'd yeah. screw up and yeah. figure it all out and um, because there were so many people there and it was only a small section, it didn't really hurt yeah. anything. But at the end of the day, that's kind of how I trained. Yeah. Um, but what mu- what DJing mu- means to me is, once again, being one of 10 kids, um, my, my whole life was about making my own personality. I didn't want people to lump me in yeah. as a Frasier, right? Yeah. I mean, not saying I'm not proud of that, yeah. but at the same time, I didn't want, you know, I wanted to be different. I wanted to be able to be an independent person outside of that group um and music was that way so what what djing has allowed me to do is kind of just express myself in a way that i feel like my brothers and sisters don't get to do yeah you know they're all working normal nine to fives and respect to them my one of my sisters is a model so she kind of understands a little bit more Mm -hmm. but um for me it was all about just separating myself as an individual you know kind of um you know like you have groups you know, sometimes the lead singer wants to split off and do a solo record. It was yeah. kind of like that is how yeah. I felt. Um, but I just wanted to be, I just wanted to be able to express myself, <laughs> yeah. I, I express myself in a way, you know, I, I drew when I was younger, I was, I was, I was kind of a draw. People knew that from me. Yeah. So they'd want me to draw them pictures or whatever, yeah. but nothing compares to the expression that I have when I'm able to play music and see people yeah. dancing to that or, yeah. or tell me that they had a good time at that, that event, whatever exactly. it is, whether it's a wedding or, or yeah. bar gig or a club or whatever. Yeah. Um, so DJing is more than just playing music to me. It's more about um, seeing people happy. Yeah. And, and, you know, and we're living in a world right now where um, there's so much negativity, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's social media or in the news or whatever. Um, and me being a small part of, of happiness is kind of what drives me. Yeah. Um, obviously, being part of somebody's wedding day, there, there's really no higher honor. I agree. You know? I feel the exact same way. Um, like to be chose to do someone's right. wedding, that's their moment. That's gonna last the rest Absolutely. of their life. It, it'll last even if the wedding, if the marriage don't last. Yeah, yeah. They're yeah. gonna remember the, the DJ yeah, they had, exactly. and the other people will remember exactly. too. And I know so there's a stigma. Important. I know there's a stigma on wedding DJs, but I think that's what I bring to the table is kind of a breath of fresh air when yeah. it comes to DJing. You know, I'm doing it at a different level than you most are. DJs. Um, and not even like about the music. It's yeah. more about the service that I'm giving them. Yep. Uh, the 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 customer service. The you are my client, and I'm gonna treat you as if yeah. you're family to me. Yeah. Um, at least on this one day. Yeah. Um, and throughout the whole process, I guess I should say. Yeah. So, um, DJing is much more than just playing music to me. It's 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 a lifestyle. Yeah. You know. Um, I think if if you know me, you know that when I'm DJing, it's not. I don't turn into DJ verbatim. I'm DJ verbatim all the time. Right. Um. It's just DJ Verblain is playing music now. You know? <laughs> right. Okay, um, okay. So that's kind of that's kind of how what it means to me. Okay. All right. That was good. That was good. Let's 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 break DJing down in in, in levels of tiers. And, and to me, I feel like there's there's three tiers. There's the top tier. There's the mid tier that can get there. And then there's a low tier. Um, I think personally, I'm I'm a mid tier DJ, and I think that's that's really me compliment myself too much but when it comes to like you ryan commando you guys are top tier you are the elite djs uh i hear you still have like uh where you you still rehearse non-stop you still practice when you're at home um talk about the hours that you've put into it and 
I'll compare that to me because I still want to get booked, of course, but <laughs> I'm nowhere near the level of DJ or have the passion. Like, I, I definitely have a passion for music in general, and that's why DJing is one of the many things that I do. But the passion that you've had since that day at the mall to now as DJing, I, I don't come in comparison. To that. I feel that way about rap. I, I definitely feel that. I know I have that when it comes to rap music, but the way that DJing and you are synonymous Talk to me about the hours that you put in. Yeah, I think, first of all, you know, I got to give you respect for for knowing mm -hmm. where you're at, mm -hmm. you know. And I'm not saying I agree <laughs> no, or disagree or anything like that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not kidding. saying that. But, yeah. um, <laughs> but that's, I think that's important. I think it's important. You know, for me, I put myself in a mid-tier as well. Damn. You know? So who's in your top you know? tier? I um, because, because I still get inspired by other people, and I feel like I can still be better, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Commando, in my opinion, is the most talented, skill-wise, DJ mm -hmm. that Iowa has. Yeah. Skill wise yeah um you know we all we all have error areas where we can improve on yeah. you know there's a lot of different facets of djing i will say something i know for sure you've mastered is the board and knowing what everything does yeah. and being able to transition and and use all of the board that's yeah. something i'm still learning and still getting sure. used to and i'm not all the way comfortable with but when i see the way that you use it and you know what everything does you've mastered the board that's, thank you you know very impressive uh, so, you know, that's an area that you've definitely mastered. Well, thank you. Yeah, and that goes back to, like you said, it's the hours, you know, doing being able to screw up without anybody seeing you yeah. <laughs> is yeah. kind of the key. That's oh, why yeah. I practice so much. Yes, I, I've been doing this for 14 years, mm. but I'm still going to grind when I'm at home. Yeah. I still love music. Yeah. You know, I still want to DJ. Yeah. You know, I, I even if people aren't watching, yeah. you know, it doesn't matter to me. Yeah. Um, I'm still going to be the same DJ if there's three people there or there's yeah. 500 people there or yeah. if I'm just by myself. Yeah. You know, um. But when I'm by myself, and that's why I know the board so well, because I've screwed up so much yeah. and trying, you know, curiosity. Yeah. You know, what does this button do? Oh, okay, I can use it this way. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Or watching YouTube and yep. seeing what people are doing with the with the board. Yep. I think, um, I think that's a big part of of a DJ yeah. is is always, you know, pushing the boundaries a little bit more. Always you know, I didn't I didn't want to be. I didn't want people to come out to my shows and think that they were at a Brian Lee show. Mm -hmm. You know, I didn't want people to come out to my show and think they were at a Commando show. Yeah. I didn't want people to come out to my show and think they were at a NYJ show. Yep. I respect all those guys, yep, but I wanted definitely. to put my I wanted to bring my own flavor into it. Do you think that's part of you growing up with ten? You know, uh, one of ten, right? Yeah. Have yeah. you ever like really um, sat down and looked like? I guess you, I don't know if I've done that. Yeah, because I feel like you being an individual means a lot to right. you. And, like, you take a lot of pride in separating yourself from everybody else. Yeah. So maybe that comes from that household. And maybe, I mean, now Sorry, we're turning I'm this into a to therapy session. Yeah. I just um, thought about that. Like, does this go deeper? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to go cry now. Um, but that's, like, no, dope. I do, that, I do. That's what so my thing, from My that. thing with being a DJ was always... I just wanted to be in the same room mm -hmm. as some of these guys that you've mentioned. Okay. You know, I wanted to be able to be... You know, I didn't want them to leave me out in the parking lot. Yeah. You know, I wanted them to be like, no, you need to be a part of this conversation, too. Yeah. You know, um, with your Brian Lees and your yeah. and your commandos and your NYJs. Those are the guys that I'm considering to be. Yeah. Top tier. Yep. yep. You know. Yep. Um, and I think I've gotten to a point where I'm in. That room. You know, and that's really my main goal. But now You're definitely I want to, you know, not only want to be in that room. Now I want to have like my own uh, session that I conduct. Yeah. You know, I want to be able to have something to say at that table. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, so that's what keeps driving me. I want it's it's 
at some point in my career, it flipped from caring what other people thought of me as a DJ to caring what other DJs thought of me as a DJ. That's what separates you from mid-tier to top tier. Yeah. That, that was a segue <laughs> to me playing the intro song, top tier. <laughs> DJ verbatim is top tier. All right, so I want to talk a little, and I'm going to try to get some gems from you too uh, to make me a better DJ because you've already done so much that's helped me, and I want to definitely give you your flowers for that. Uh, but like one thing that I, I, I know you're going to hate about me is I don't practice at home. I wish I had the time. I would love to practice and really study the board or watch other DJs on YouTube. Like when other people are watching them, I'm like, oh my God, I need to watch that. But I don't know if you see it, but I wear like 50 hats. Yeah. Like it, it's, I, I don't have enough heads for the hats that I wear. <laughs> so my practice is the smaller gigs. I, I want you to talk about the low tier and the mid tier and you know what really makes the difference like is that is that fair for me to even call myself a dj if i don't practice at home i mean i i use my board i know the board i'm comfortable i blend i know to move up and down only five bpm i know the difference of playing mood music um one of my rules is i don't play the same song twice in a night and you should and then i don't play the same artist back to back like okay. usually probably about three or four songs in between an mm -hmm. artist if i even come back to them but i try to play everybody uh, and one thing I do, I, I love genre blending and playing all genres because I love all music. So I want you to uh, elaborate on maybe like what mid-tier and low-tier means to you and what other DJs should do better. I think, so th that's a very loaded question. Um, I would say your low-tier are the people that don't get paid to do DJing. I would say that's that's your lowest, lowest. I would say there's probably four tiers, we'll say. I know we've kind of had only three no, that we've no, been talking about, it. but <laughs> I think they call them bedroom DJs. Like you are just, you're just either starting out or you don't care to ever perform right. out in public. You just kind of want to have, play your own music, kind of yeah. learn the craft. Yeah. I would say the second tier would be those people that do the bare minimum. Yeah. You know, uh, maybe they're running off Spotify or maybe they're, um, you know, they don't know how to mix songs. They don't yeah. know how to blend songs. They don't know what BPMs are. They yeah. don't know. They don't have a pair of headphones with them. <laughs> um, you know, things like that. Yeah. Then you have your next tier who can do a little bit of some of those things. Yeah. But haven't mastered that. Yeah. And then, and I guess mastered is probably a, a terrible word because you're never going to master anything, mm -hmm. um, in my opinion. Okay. But at the same time, then you have the top tier are those people that not only want to get better all the time but still practice. And I'm not saying that's part of it. I think I think practicing just makes you get to the next tier. Yeah. You know, if you if that's your desire. Right. Um but the top tier are those people that have studied the craft, you know, know the history. Yeah. Um know why DJing is a thing and still have some of that essence yeah. of the even though we're in a digital world now. Yeah. Um still know the value of analog and vinyl and and cool herc parties and yeah. and you know all those things. I think that's what makes people top tier. Yeah. Um comes down to skill, but it's more than just playing music too. Yeah. You know, there's more to it than being just a music player. Yep. Um being a DJ is is about interaction and and engagement with the crowd yeah. and and taking people on a journey every time they're out to Absolutely. see you you know Woo, through a, yes. a journey through time essentially yep. nostalgia is going to be yep. a part of it you know you're going to have vibes where you want to dance you're going to have vibes where you want to sing along yep. you know it's a it's a journey you're taking yeah. people through and until you can get to that point i don't consider and this is all due respect to everybody on every tier or yeah. wherever you're at um but until you get to that level i don't think you consider yourself 
one of the best. Right. And I, even then, I'm even even reluctant. Even though I may be able to do all those things, yeah. I still consider myself not top tier yet just because i'm always challenging myself i'm very challenge driven and maybe that came from my upbringing as well but um i I set goals for myself and i i'm challenged myself to get to those goals yeah um so djing is no different you know it's just my biggest passion so obviously my goals are going to be bigger more grandiose more more motivating more inspirational for myself things like that so um but yeah that's kind of how i would break it down um my, my thing is is you can't just put DJ in front of your name mm-hmm. and call yourself a DJ, Facts. you know? Facts. Um, put in the work. Yeah, you got to put in the hours. work. You got to. You got Invest. to. Invest. Make it's- those investments, man. I, I started with uh, uh, Guitar Center. Uh, I got approved for the card. I went yeah. ham. I said, I need all the best shit that the best people use. Yeah. Like, shouldn't have probably started with that. Yeah. You, <laughs> but, yeah, but, more you know, you could yeah, definitely. But I felt like it, w- it was the right thing to do. Yeah. And then I called Brian and he came over, taught me some stuff. I called Commando. He taught me some stuff. And I landed my first gig at uh, Break Room, Break Room with yeah. Job. And I yeah. had uh, a few humbling moments there. One of the two of them that I'll bring up that directly relate to you one of them that i i well actually shit i'll give you three um that all relate to you and and has helped me as a dj in my journey so much but uh when i was first starting transitions weren't there um the the right song at the right time the bpms weren't even that's just a number on the screen at the mm-hmm. time it, it that, that's bullshit like that's <laughs> that's the lowest of low tier yeah, for yeah, me yeah, now yeah, for sure um so i would just play whatever and I, I i just went off the room and the feeling but i would jump all over the place um you know you taught me that when djing it should all sound like it was one song that night it should all flow you shouldn't be able to tell the difference or when i'm switching songs and i would pause in between songs and then go to the next one or it it just didn't match right so ever since then i worked towards that Uh, another thing you taught me was uh my favorite thing to do i still haven't mastered and can't do it like you but it's mixing ushers yeah and this is how we do oh. it. I fucking love doing that. Yeah. I'll never forget you showed me that at break room. Yep. And, and I still do it to this day every chance I get. <laughs> fucking love doing that. And then the other thing you weren't actually there for and probably don't even know about. But I know you've had other experiences like this. So um, I had DJed at break room. It, it maybe been a year. I'm DJing every Wednesday at break room. And uh, Joe, good friend of mine, we just had lunch like yesterday. I love Joe to death and I respect the hell out of him. Um, at one point, I mean, I was getting, uh, he, he don't work there anymore, so it don't matter. So I was getting, uh, I think it's like 20% of the bar. And I'm like, dude, is there, I need a base. Like just yeah. 20%, like some Wednesday, it's Wednesday. Absolutely. It, it's going to hit. It's going to not hit. Right. There's really not any control. That's, it's just Wednesday. And I was like, what does the other DJs like verbatim and everybody else that comes in on a regular, what do they get paid? Am I getting paid that? And he's like, uh, let's talk about it. And he pulls me aside, and I've seen Job explode on people and go off. I'm like, fuck, he wants to have a conversation. Either I'm fired or he's going <laughs> to snap, and I'm not going to take that shit. We're right, going to go right. out. But either way, this is probably going to be my last time DJing here. <laughs> so we sit out back, and he, he really breaks down. He's like, yeah, you've been doing this a year. You know, you always thank me for being your, your first uh, residency, so I do have to be honest with you. You're not on the level of verbatim and these other DJs. So what I pay them is irrelevant to where you're at until you get to that level. And that shit was so humbling. But when I, I, I know him so well that the fact that he was able to present it the way he did and really sit me down one on one and have that conversation, I knew it came from the heart and it was honest. And then it motivated me. I have to get better. I do have to practice. I do have to do more. 
And I think I still ended up not doing break room anymore. I don't remember if it was feelings hurt or what it was, but I know I was motivated. Yeah. Honestly, if you hurt my feelings, that does motivate me. That usually makes <laughs> me have to do better. Absolutely. But uh, yeah, I could, I could definitely. I know you've had other situations mm-hmm. similar where it's like, well, what's he get paid? Well, do you do what he does? Right. Do, right. You, do you go home and practice? Have you done as many gigs? Do you know the board like you know? Like that shouldn't be. I don't point at the other DJ, especially if you're not. And I will hands down tell the world right now publicly, I'm nowhere near the DJ you are. You know, kudos to you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I strive to get good, but I don't even know if I'll be, you know, verbatim's level. And you're always leveling up, too. So, you know, uh, how do you feel about um, the comparison thing and then also the climate of where some DJs will charge less so they get booked? Like, that's one other thing about me is... I also look at it as since I look at myself mid tier and you guys at top tier, I shouldn't be charging what you guys charge. But Brian has come to me on multiple occasions. Stop fucking charging that. You're fucking the game up. But I'm like, I'm not where you guys are. They get a better DJ. They pay more. Like, I feel like you get better quality. You know, you guys arrive fucking six hours early and shit like that. I I arrive two hours early. You guys probably do rehearsals. I can't do rehearsals. I've always got something going on. So I feel like I shouldn't charge that. So talk to me about, the comparing the DJs and how you feel personally about the different price range on DJs and how that affects us. So first, sorry, I, mean, I know this. No, I, I it's all good. It's all good. I mean, it's super loaded, but <laughs> yeah. um, remind me about that question in case I forget, but yeah. I'm going to go back to a couple things you said. Okay. Um, one in particular being the, the song thing mm-hmm. um, where I said, treat the treat tonight and treat the music as if it's one big song, even though it's a lot of different songs. Mm-hmm. The reason why I said that was because I knew I knew you. You know, I knew you made music. You, oh, you made music. I didn't music. know that was tailored to me. I so, thought that was a general. <laughs> not really. I mean, for you, you know, normally I wouldn't put it in those words to okay. most people because they, they would, it would sound crazy. Well, I'm glad right? I remembered that. Um, but, but when you think about it, a lot of the same effects that you use in your music, mm-hmm. you can use on the board. Mm-hmm. You can use in, in DJing, yeah. you know, echo effects the or looping or stutters mm-hmm. or, you know. Yeah, um, I don't look at it that way. So in my mind, it was like, just treat it as a song. You might have... Um, you know, yes, it should all blend. Essentially, it should the 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 basis, the generalization of of what I was saying was the whole night should flow mm-hmm. into one. You shouldn't have any stops. You shouldn't yep. have any. But there are some parts. There are some songs in the world where it stops for a second, yep. and then boom. Yep. You know, one that comes off my mind is like Sicko Mode. How it changed into oh, a whole God. different song. It's, you know, is the BP. There's no way that the, BPM's no, right. It's impossible. Yeah, because <laughs> like, half of it's one BPM, and then the other half is a whole no different one. Right. Um, so it was. It it was kind of I was I was trying to just bring that to you specifically because I knew you would understand that there are going to be some moments where <laughs> you might stutter something, you might echo something, you yeah. might just depending on how you're feeling, yeah. you know. So it was more about that. That's so dumb. Um, <laughs> and then uh, no, I didn't know about the Job thing, um, but I'm glad that it had that effect on you. Yeah. Because I think that's important. Yeah. Um, those people that put DJ in front of their names and then think they're a real DJ mm-hmm. just because they did that, um, then they try to get charged what we charge. Um, is is you're disrespecting people that came before you. Right. You know, I, trust me, I was in your shoes at one point too. Mm-hmm. Now you you your foundation is your foundation is is business. Mm-hmm. So you have a better business mind than 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 I ever did, right? Um, but so I don't get, you know, I don't I don't blame you for feeling like you should charge more. But how it screws up the game is, I've had time, I've had people come to me and say, we want to book you, but we get tone at this price. 
That's actually happened? That's happened. Fuck. From people we know. Sorry. From people we know. <laughs> Damn, that sucks. Um, yeah. I've... So so in their mind, in their mind, people don't, they think people don't care who's there. They just uh, want to hear music. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Put me on the phone next time. I was, hey, he's a better DJ. And well, I, I recently heard how fucking amazing you are as yeah. a wedding DJ. Like somebody straight up asked me maybe two weeks ago um, was... Hey, do you do all the things that verbatim do? So I do a lot when it comes to weddings. Those are my heart. I do. It is the highest honor, which yeah. you had mentioned. Like I do feel the same way. Right. But I know you're gonna do. Like you're gonna take care of them more than I can. And it's it's also a commitment thing. Yeah. Now I will give you my all, but like I said, I'm I'm, I'm not doing rehearsal dinners. And then uh, I, I'm gonna show up probably two hours max before. Right. Um, I know you guys show up extra early, and like you, you, I, I hear you might even have like a script or like you, you yep. guys are on the same page, same page. Yeah. I'm asking them for a timeline, and I will do everything you said to a T, and then I'm gonna kill it in the reception. But I let them take the lead. Now I do give them organization, like, hey, here's the timeline I right. want, and this will actually help you with the wedding. That I can say I absolutely sure. do, sure. and I know I do a great job at weddings. But I feel like you, you probably not care more because I, I really do care. Yeah, a lot. I wouldn't say care but, more. But I know what you mean. Yeah, you're more dedicated. Yeah, yeah. And I, I know I shouldn't be charged the same amount as you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, this, this, this is a, this is a thing that you know we battle all the time as yeah. far as you know. I consider myself a premium DJ when it comes to weddings. Mm -hmm. Um. Yeah, I mean, I've had people specifically say, you know, we want to have you in, but if I can get tone at this or i can right. get xyz at this price then yeah. why you know because in their yeah. mind call me once i will again, tell them why you well well <laughs> spend the extra it's, at the end of the day <laughs> we'll both sit down with you and explain. yeah well they know this, this person yeah. that i'm specifically thinking about yeah. knows that yeah um they they had the same thing happen at weddings yeah they, i'm their preferred dj yeah but they'll have clients say well we want somebody cheaper yeah, in our budget you know yeah. in our budget mm -hmm. and i try to be budget friendly but i yeah. also the big thing you gotta know your value, the big man. thing is is worth mm -hmm. you know you, you got to know what you bring to the table and yep. what you're worth yep. so i'm more you know hey there's a there's a place for everybody mm -hmm. but at the same time we are we are battling those people yeah. that undercut yeah you know yeah um and that's something i'm proud of i've never done like if somebody, oh, I can get him, I'm not just going to hit him with a lower price. Like, yeah. I, I refuse to, that's just wrong. Well, sadly, <laughs> sadly, there are DJs that, that, um, hit, hit your gig or hit your that, you know, residency. I would, there's some that I would say are even better than me. Okay. You know, that undercut because they just want to get the gig. Ugh. You know, um, I don't need it that bad. <laughs> well, we make our the, living yeah, off of it, right. but I would, my Maybe. pride is worth more than money. Yeah, at the end of the day, and that's kind of how I feel too. I'm 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 very passionate about what I do, and I think that's what people love about me the most. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think somehow I make that tangible. So that's yeah. something that I can't, but you can't put a price on that. Yeah. You know, I can't say, oh, I'm gonna charge a passion fee of a hundred thousand dollars or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. obviously that's ridiculous, but um even five hundred dollars, like that's my passion just because I love what I do. You yeah. know, there's no price you could put on passion. Yeah. But people that come to my shows leave there thinking that guy was different yeah you know whether it was my personality it wasn't yeah. even it has nothing to do with even my the music yeah. right it's it's about the service that i'm giving them yeah um there are you know you mentioned timelines and things like that like yeah. i'm hands-on with the timeline i'm hands-on with the layout yeah. i don't want you to just put me in the corner just because that's what you do with every dj right. i want to see the place and i'll help you set it up to where it's going to make sense acoustically yeah um sonically uh 
like there's I'm just more hands on. Yeah. And I'm not saying that means I'm more committed. That doesn't mean that it's just you have to do those little things. If you consider yourself a premium DJ, you have yeah. to do a little bit more than the next guy. You yeah. have to show that you're different. And that's kind of the battle that I'm having, especially as a new business, mm -hmm. is most people have a budget, right? Yeah. They know what they're going to spend. Most budgets are not more likely the budget's going to be smaller yeah. than it is going to be bigger yeah. for a DJ, especially we're usually the last vendor, you know, people don't understand the value. Yeah. Um, so my mission right now is to teach and, and educate people on what a good DJ can really do for your wedding. Cause really at the end of the day, if maybe I'm biased, but the wedding DJ is the most important vendor you're going to pick. Yeah. Personally, I, I think between that and the photographer. Yep. Now, that doesn't mean videography or catering. or catering. People <laughs> people come there for the food. But <laughs> and the tell drinks. Me one, tell me one wedding you remember what you ate at the wedding. I remember. You know, you might remember you know one what? or two. I remember. I remember weddings where there was a bad DJ. Yeah. I but and I don't know. I think that was even before I was DJing. Right. I that actually motivated me to get into weddings because yeah. I went to one. And they had a shitty DJ. Yep. Like, it was just horrible. Like, bro, I don't have that song. I don't have that song. I was like, did you give him a list? Like, these are not songs right. that you like. Right. <laughs> and he showed up late and just played whatever he felt like, didn't have yep. their songs, and played one request, which brought everybody out on the dance floor. And that was at the very end of the night. And of I was course. Like, so yeah. disrespectful. Yeah, it's, 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 and it's things like that that make me want to do the in-between-the-lines things. Yeah. You know, the things that most people don't notice yeah. or don't even care about. You know, I'm not the type of DJ that, I'm not the type of person that wants to take shortcuts. Yeah. You know, I want to work and grind to earn yeah. what I what I deserve, yeah. right? So, yeah, I could be charging more than what I charge now, but um, I don't want to just do that just because I can. Yep. You so know? then let, now let's circle back to that last question. Yeah. Is it hurting the DJ climate when we have these different price ranges, should we have a set price? Should there be a fucking uh, <laughs> uh, 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 Iowa DJ coalition that says, hey, guys, we're not taking no less than this, but also you shouldn't be charging this. Like, right. should there really be tiers and we all agree on where like uh, and vote or something or it's just uh, everybody's in for their own business? How do we, what um, should we do? Uh, good question. I mean, th there is no right answer to that. To be completely honest, I think there's a place for everybody. Yeah. The thing is, is you have to know that what you're charging is worth your time. Mm -hmm. Don't just say $500 because you know it's cheaper than everybody else. Right. Because I guarantee you, no matter how bad of a DJ you are, you're worth more than $500. You know, there was a time I charged five hundred for see, weddings, and, and, and that was yeah, too that's low. When Brian that's too low. Chewed my head up. <laughs> um, but I do also believe that there's enough work for everybody, and mm -hmm. every every couple doesn't have a twenty five hundred dollar budget or three thousand dollar budget. Not yeah. every you can't expect that. Yeah. Now, if that what they have to understand is, if you go lower than X amount. You're gonna get lower quality. Exactly. You know, sadly, the wedding DJ is the one that takes the biggest hit on that when it comes to weddings. Mm -hmm. um, they are the ones that, you know, I've had several times where people are like, "Well, I don't, you know, I want a good DJ, I want a great DJ, and you sound like you're great, but I only have seven hundred dollars." Mm -hmm. Well, sorry, like yeah. you know, I'm. Uh, I, there's other people I'm sure that will do that, do it for that, but exactly. I, I put too much into a wedding mm -hmm. to justify to, yeah to justify that <laughs> yeah. like there's no there's no way um and and as we speak i am creating a team i'm bringing some other djs on nice. to kind of help and maybe that's kind of what my way of of a solution yeah you know now i have djs at every level yeah. that 
you know, if you want me, you're going to spend a premium, nice. but I have other DJs that may yeah. be more budget yeah. friendly for you. Yeah. Um, you might have a $700 DJ. I might have one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, if it makes sense, you know, as like as long as they feel compensated and I feel compensated as far yeah. as the business owner. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm learning that. That's what I'm learning as a businessman is, yeah. is that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I do think, you know, I respect everybody for doing what they do. It's hard to do what we do. It's hard to get in front of people of all races and creeds and, and colors mm -hmm. and religions and and make everybody have a good time. Yeah. You know, somebody's going to hate every song you play. Yep. Somebody in that room yeah, is going to hate every song you play. Yeah. So. People don't understand how hard it is to make everybody have yeah. a good time. And that, that, that's one of my secret goals that I actually have never said out loud. I always look for that person that is like, he's not going to dance a shit. I'm going to make him yep. dance tonight. Yep. Something's going to happen Absolutely. where I make his old ass or his hating looking ass yeah, or yeah. just angry ass yeah. dance and smile. Yeah. Like, I'm look, I'm, that's my goal. I'm of very the much night. like and that then too. I, I succeed. Yeah, I'm very much like that too. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, because just like, I mean, think about, Kobe, for instance, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, mm -hmm. you know, they would pick people out in the crowd and say, whether they made it up or not, I heard Michael Jordan would make stuff up about people. Yeah. Like they talked he about said this shit. Um, he yeah, he did. Yeah. You're right. Um, I, same thing, like you're saying, you, you pick out the one person. You know, what I ask for all my uh, clients, I ask them a question of where they rate their guests mm -hmm. on a scale of one to 10, one being, they don't like to party, 10 being party oh, animals. And then they'll say, if they say like a six or something, then yeah. I know I'm gonna have to bring a little bit more energy, mm -hmm. right? If they say it's an eight, then it's like, okay, we're gonna have a great night. Yep. Like, I don't have to do much yeah. in that, yeah. in the way Listen, of- I'm in my of, element. <laughs> right, in the way of, uh, you know, extraness, yeah. I don't have to do much. I get to be me. Um, yeah. But it, it kind of gives me an idea of what to expect. That's interesting. Um, so that's one of the questions that I ask. Uh, that's a safe question, too. Yeah, like, yeah. Even if they have to say, too, okay, you're going to bring yeah. old people and yeah. kids. All right, cool. And then, and, then and then one thing I do also is before I even before I even do introductions or anything, I introduce myself to everybody okay. in, the, in the audience. Yep. I introduce myself to the guests. I yeah. say, hey, I'm going to be your DJ for the evening. Um, and then I'll tell them where they rated them at. Mm. So I'll say, you know, that's one of the questions fine. I ask all my clients is on a scale of 1 to 10, where do you, you know, zero being, uh, or one being don't like to party, 10 being party animals, yeah. where do you rate your guests? And then you have people that, that will yell out, oh, I'm a seven, or I'm a six, yeah. or I'm a five. And I, yeah. I pick out those certain people. If they say like four, I'm like, you're the ones I got to worry about, yeah. Yeah. you know? And I'll say that. I'll say, yeah. okay, this is the table we need to worry about over here. <laughs> yeah, have some fun with um, it. Yeah, you, okay. you got to. Um, and, and, and then if, if you got one group in there that's parties, they're probably half drunk already. They're saying, we're tens, and that's, yeah. you guys are the party. And then I'll say, yeah. I'm going to need you guys to bring these guys up, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so it's just um, there's little things like that that I've learned. Yeah. And no, by, by no means am I saying I'm the best wedding DJ. I'm not even the best DJ, you know? But I do think I do a lot of the elements of DJing yeah. well. Yeah. Um, I'm one of the only ones that can bring a lot of those together. Yeah. Um, as far as the business, as far as the skills, as yeah. far as the, you know, organization and, yeah. and, you know, all of it. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think that's what people forget is like, they just think, oh, if I have a huge dance floor and everybody's dancing all night long, then it's a successful wedding. Yep. No. Um, I think if everybody leaves there saying I had a good time, mm -hmm. regardless of what that meant to them, because some people don't, some people come to a wedding not expecting to dance. Yep. You know, they, they don't. They don't have any intention on dancing, yep. and it's impossible to get them to dance yep. unless the bride, like, drags them up on the dance floor. Yep. Um, but at the end of the day, 
some people just come to their socialize. And if that's your version of fun, then I just want to create an environment that allows you to do whatever it is that you consider fun. Yeah. That's kind of my whole thing. Yeah. Um, I just spilled my beans out all no. over this podcast. <laughs> that's fucking amazing. I fucking love it. That's essentially my whole thing. <laughs> I absolutely love it. Book this guy. Don't book me. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely amazing. Um, God, there's so many places that I want to go with you. Uh, yeah. Pause. No, yeah, yeah. we don't whoa, pause whoa, whoa. anymore. Time out. We don't pause anymore. Yeah, yeah. 2022, we don't <laughs> yeah. do that. Yeah, but um, man, so I, I actually started writing them down. So just uh, just a rundown of where we're going to go, and we're going to reel it all in. But sure. uh, I, I want to get to you starting your business. Yeah. We got to talk the Iowa Music Awards. Sure. But something that you had mentioned there that I think transitions to something else I want to talk about was uh, you know, people saying, oh, I can... Uh, I can just get toned for this price. Mm -hmm. I feel like for the longest, people have been trying to pit me against you or pit us against each other. And, you know, I've, I've made some mistakes as well that I do want to publicly apologize on this podcast. I have always been a fan, sir. You are an inspiration. There would be no DJ tone, at least without you. And then uh, also, like I said, from the beginning, when I saw your passion about something, I saw that and thought I want to be passionate about something like that, too. So... You have played a big role, and like I mentioned, times that you don't even remember. Right. But then I love that you, you know, your words about making it one song throughout the night. I didn't know that was just like to me. I thought mm -hmm. that was something you generally say. <laughs> I hung on to that, so I'm glad I did because yeah. you know that was catered, and you remembered. And now I'm, I get to take it to the next level. I didn't even relate it to my music. Right. So there is things that I would do different in my music than my DJing. Right. But now you just open up a can of worms. Yeah. So you're yeah. still inspiring me and <laughs> dropping gems. So thank you for yeah, that. Of course. Uh, one of the things where people try to pin us the most against each other or I get messages about are your posts, are, are your are your social media posts. I almost get either a phone call, a message, it's shared to me, and it's like, he's talking about you, or do you think he should have said that? And they always want my opinion on it. I want you to talk about these posts, how they should be received, because I've received them both ways. I've received them as, well, actually, every time I see it, I'm the person that, takes bad feedback and love it and, right, and do right, better from it right. so whether it's about me specifically i always take the gems from it where even if you're venting a frustration okay I, well i better not do this i better not do right. that i better not do that right um I, there was one about a wedding i i don't think this one was about me but i did discover tonight that there was a wedding where they had reached out to me and we lost communication so i apologize to whoever that was um i hope i was i had moved to texas because i've I've never really, I've never flaked on an event like ever. Right, right, right. So if right. they were talking about me and there was no deposit, I do get a shit ton of inquiries that <laughs> go nowhere. Right. So I probably thought it was an inquiry that wasn't going anywhere. And then you end up taking the gig. So you got the better deal out of that. I will say that, <laughs> but I do apologize for that. And I promise it was that only one situation out of probably a hundred plus weddings at this point. Right. Uh, so back to the post. Uh, sorry. Yeah, <laughs> to, no, you're good. I had to get that out. Good. Um, how do you want your post to be received when you're venting your frustration about other DJs? So I can honestly say first and foremost, um, I don't think I've ever did a post that was subliminally about you. Thank you. I, I can say that Woo! wholeheartedly. Oh, I'm, I'm clear. <laughs> yeah. Leave me alone, you fuckers. <laughs> um, probably because you're not even on my radar. No, I'm just oh, kidding. I'm just 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 kidding. Um, I had to bring the temperature back down. Um, I'm going to cut this and make it a snippet, and we're going to yeah, use yeah, just yeah, that. Yeah. Watch the full episode. <laughs> yeah. That's the clickbait. Yeah. Um, so what I've learned after starting my business is 
what running a business really means, right? Mm -hmm. Now, I can honestly say that probably 95% of the posts that I put out there are just for educational purposes, to put out there for people that may book a wedding someday, Mm -hmm. may book a DJ someday, um, just to tell them what to not book or what to what to look for in a dj because there's djs that are doing this or djs doing that Mm -hmm. and that's just not what all djs do because right now we're battling a stigma um especially in this market in cedar rapids and in this area where not only is everybody kind of more stingy with their money they don't want to pay a lot of money for somebody that plays music in their mind yeah um but also the wedding industry is the same way you know everything it's bad we're just battling getting our worth yeah. you know um so those posts yeah some of them may be out of frustration but they're mostly proactive mm-hmm. they're not reactive of somebody there are right. some that are yeah yeah I, I, I remember one specifically where you're like i'm I think not the gonna one, name the guy yeah i think, the, like, I think i'm glad i'm not that guy i was like okay i didn't have something all right i think i know me. the one you're talking about and it wasn't <laughs> okay. you um i think no, i knew that one wasn't so that was just a surprise to me because yeah. One, I didn't know that that stuff, that people still did that. I think this in this particular case, the DJ didn't know the timeline. Yeah. So to me, how do you do a first dance if you don't know what time the first dance is going to be? Yeah. So you're a part of that. So you should be the one um, dictating the timing or yeah. at least coordinating it. Yeah. Um, so it was just mind-boggling to me that there's DJs out here doing weddings that don't even know the basic part of DJing right that's one of my favorite parts of booking a wedding is my wedding form and when they get surprised yeah. they're like wow I didn't even think about this yeah. yet but we do need to know a b c and d like yeah. I was like yes yes you didn't think about it yeah. but I did so, I love that too I love when people say wow you're you know I didn't even think about this or I didn't think about that yeah, like this is that, your wedding not you know, mine because a, a lot of it is you got to prove to couples that you know what you're doing yep. and by separating yourself that's what that's what you're doing you're mm-hmm. when you tell them something they don't already know mm-hmm. or no other DJ said to them then they're like oh I might need to book this guy because mm-hmm. he knows what he's talking about yep. so my posts you know a lot of it you know I'm, I'm seeing you know me and Brian uh we worked together for 11 and a half years mm-hmm. um I worked for him as he likes to say <laughs> <laughs> little slight dig uh-huh. um i worked for him for 11 and a half years and then when i started my business the one thing i i could dj with the best of them humbly speaking yeah. i knew i could dj with the best of them yeah. but the thing that i was lacking was how to run a business and he had told me it's not easy it's not easy Hell it's not, not easy. easy and in my mind the whole time i'm thinking it's got to be easy you know i mean if you can do it <laughs> yeah. you, Brian. Um, I love Brian. yeah for sure for sure um but that's one thing that I have to give him give him his props. It, yeah. it is not easy. Yeah. So when you hear people, when you hear DJs that don't know the timeline, mm-hmm. and then you now you, I get inquiries of people trying to get only eight hundred dollars. I think there's a reason why, and that's mm-hmm. because there's DJs out there that don't know how to do a timeline or mm-hmm. don't care to do a timeline. Yeah. You know. So it's something that we're battling. So yep. when I post something, it's it's because not it's mostly. An, just educational, yeah. you know, at the end of the day. There may have been something that happened, but most yeah. of it's just proactive for people yeah. that are maybe book a wedding DJ down the road. And it's not to book me. It's yeah. just to say, hey, this is something that you need to add to the list of things you don't want DJs yeah. to to yeah. do, you know, unless you're really just trying to get a $500 DJ. Yep. Um, and respect, you know, I respect everybody's budgets. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I understand everybody doesn't can't spend $30,000 on a wedding. Yeah. You know, I, I completely understand that. But at the same time, I'm in a business where I know my value and I know I do a lot more than most DJs. So I'm worth X amount. 
Um, but that, yeah, that's that's where my posts come from. Sometimes there are specific incidents, but it's the only specific incidents are ones that I can't believe are still happening. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, but most of it is just for educational purposes. I like that, and and that's a big part of it of of what we do is giving back, helping new DJs. But Absolutely. also trying to make sure, like we're doing justice for each other. Absolutely, uh, I think that's one of the most important things that we could do in in the entertainment industry. And I love that you do that. And you've even talked about instances where you've offered to buy people's boards and yep. and take them under your wing. And that's super dope because then that's where everything comes full circle. Yeah. Where you started, and now it's like your turn to get back. And I'm excited that you're going to start adding people to your yeah. company. Uh, so uh, we talked about Brian a couple times. Let's talk about the transition out uh so you did gxp for how long yeah so from 2008 um i'd say right around the flood here yeah. um it was like may june of 2008 yeah um to we'd have to probably say january uh probably late 2019 okay. so about 11, 11 and a half years. years nice um i was with brian and and gxp uh and he had been doing this before i started probably 13, 14 years before I even started yeah. in the business. But yeah. I knew right away, well, I would not maybe not right away, but I knew maybe a couple years down the road that I was the best asset he's ever had, mm -hmm. you know, because I knew he had never had anybody that had more passion. Yeah. You know, there was times where he'd be, you know, an hour away and forgot a chord or something, and yep. I was, without fail, dropped yeah. everything I did and brought that yep. thing to him, nice. you know? Nice. Like, I just knew that. I need I, one of those on my team. <laughs> right, absolutely. Well, that's, yeah. and that's kind of, that's kind of what, um, that's kind of what bothered me about us not being able to make it work, was mm -hmm. he knew my value, yeah. but wasn't, well. Yeah, I get it. Wasn't yeah. willing to, to. You know, it's a business. Meet me halfway. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, it's it's you know, think about NBA. You know, mm -hmm. you go to renegotiate a contract and the yeah. team says, Well, I can't pay you that much, yeah. and they trade him. You know, yeah. Tyreek Hill, for yeah. instance, you know, that happened. Yeah. Um and things like that happen. But I do think at the all in all, and I'm not gonna get into too many details no, about it. I'll let not. me and Brian kind of hash that yeah. out on a pod, podcast yeah. one day down yeah. the road. But I do think there's a valuable lesson to be learned mm -hmm. in going to business with friends yeah. and and um I think something that everybody can learn from um is at the end of the day some people um some people value the financial side of it more some yeah. people value the the passion and creative side of it more and and, and that's where is well. a friendship of it yeah. you know um and we're all different in that regard and i respect everybody for yeah. whatever it is that they're doing you know really i'm not a believer i'm definitely not a believer that just because you own a business it should be all about money and, mm -hmm. and that's it right um, I am so fortunate, you know, nobody, nobody really knows my whole story, yeah. you know, and maybe someday I'm kind of getting to an age where now I kind of want to tell my story. Cause yeah. I think it could inspire somebody yeah. and surprise a lot of people, I think. Yeah. But at the end of the day, um, I'm so grateful and lucky to not only to, first of all, find a passion, yeah. you know, most people live their life, never finding anything that they're, they can say they're passionate about unless yeah. they have a kid or something yeah. like that. And even then. Um, we probably know some people that aren't very Absolutely. passionate about that, but, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, coming from a, a, a group, you know, coming from a childhood of 10 kids, yeah. um, you know, me finding something that I was super passionate about, yeah. um, and music was something that I can't say about a lot of my other siblings. You know, I can say that about a lot of my, my friends. Yeah. I can say that about a lot of people that I don't know. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, not only have I found a passion, which is already makes me super grateful, mm -hmm. but now I have a passion that I get paid to do. 
Yep. And that's like, isn't that the American dream? Exactly. I, I'm pretty sure that's the American dream, yeah. right? Yeah. Whether you're black, white, orange, yep. green. Find um, something you love. When work doesn't feel like work, exactly. then you're doing what you're Absolutely. Supposed to do. And that's where I'm at right now is I I don't feel like, yes, it's a grind, yeah, right? I'm, I'm going to do 37 weddings this year. Um, I just did three weddings this weekend, you Friday, did? Saturday, yeah. Sunday, and here yeah, I am today. crazy. So, yeah, it's nuts. Um, and it, it does feel like work outside of the wedding part. The, yeah. During the wedding, it doesn't no, feel, it just no, feels like I'm doing something that I love to do. Yeah. Um, you know, that's why I want to be a part of this whole studio thing, because yeah. I love being here. I love the atmosphere. I love music. I love yeah. creation. I love all that. And you're around a bunch of hardworking so, people. And it's, <laughs> like, yeah, and yeah. fit right in perfectly. Um, right, yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> so, yeah, there's... Um, it's it's it I like I said, I don't believe that just because you run a business it should be the end all be all should be about the money. Yeah. Um I, I am very motivated by passion. I think that's where um kind of the difference between me and Brian were, yeah. was. Yeah. At the crux of it, I think came yeah. down to that. Yeah. And I just outgrew as kind of that should. situation. Like even and you should, no matter right. friends, right. passion, right. like it should have always been a transitional thing. Yeah. Yeah. It should have been I, I work with you, you mentor me. Then at some point we need to be equals. Yeah. But in order to do that, I yeah. feel like you had to start your own. Even business. Bryce Lee, even Bruce Lee beat his master, yeah. right? Gotcha. Right. I mean that's <laughs> it's kind of it should have been it it should be expected yeah. at some point. You've yeah. trained somebody or, or taught somebody or brought them under your wing enough yeah. to where they should be able to split off yeah. and be better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's the whole point. You so know? before we go into energy wave sure. uh, entertainment, sure. I, the transitional period again where we intertwine. Horrible timing somehow, which I I pray wasn't playing this way. Uh, but you announced the start of your company as I had joined GXP. Yeah. Now under no, <laughs> there's no situation where I can replace yeah, you yeah. and your value as a DJ. Um, you know, it's it's just me becoming an employee yeah. of a job. But sure. was that announced the same day? So, um, I mean, it's it, it, it as far as I remember, um, me and Brian had a couple talks before and it just didn't before go anywhere went to social before, media? before anything yeah that's good i wanted to i wanted to talk to him about how i was feeling as yeah. far as um the business was was concerned you yeah. know i felt like at this point i was such a great asset to jxp yeah that i felt like i should be compensated for that you know yeah. and i was never really about the money but at yeah. this point it was like i kind of saw myself maybe not right away but eventually like supporting myself yeah and DJing, yeah. but it just seemed like it was. I was at a dead end yeah. with GXP. Like I wasn't getting what I thought I was well, valued you at. The same shy, right. glowing, right. like you, right. you were. Now you, you in in way just became the man, and not just a man, but the man right. at what you do. So you can't be put in that same box yeah. anymore yeah. and look that way. You, yeah. You're definitely not the same guy I met at Foot Locker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, it was so it was a, it was a, a culmination of things. Mm -hmm. But um, and like I said, me and Brian can hopefully hash that out sometime mm -hmm. uh, on in in public and yeah. on a, on a, a podcast or something. Yeah. But um, essentially, it was about how me and him have just the, the general thing was yeah. I outgrew mm -hmm. that situation. Yeah. And like you like we said before, it should happen that way. Yeah. Um, and, and I felt that Brian's a perfect mentor for me to excel absolutely. and get absolutely. you know, I think at that time I was still considering myself low tier. This is the transition yeah. I need between low tier and yeah. mid tier. Still yeah. not top tier, but of I course. needed that mentorship yeah. that you once had that made you so right. great, uh which you didn't need anymore. But right. like so that's where I want to get like so, yeah. what's the post so, so I think, to get to that yeah. um 
So there was, I think I went over to his house to talk to him about how I was feeling. Mm-hmm. I'm not really knowing the outcome of it. There mm-hmm. was a couple times, and I kind of went with different objectives. I know Brian's a money man, so mm-hmm. I was like, well, let me financially yeah. throw some numbers out at him, and hopefully mm-hmm. that will show yeah. him what I what yeah. I value. You know, and then, then I tried the friendship way. Well, mm-hmm. dude, we're friends. I don't want to lose yeah. our friendship. Like, yeah. you know, she, um, and then the other time was just kind of, you know, another just chat, you know, yeah. and nothing was coming out of that yeah. um, to a point where actually – it got pretty heated. Mm-hmm. I'll be completely honest yeah. and sorry, Brian, but um, that's the truth. Yeah. Um, and I literally went out to my car and cried. Yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. Yeah. Frustration um, will do yeah, that. And frustration. I, and this is you guys, eleven years. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Quite a bit right. of frustration between. Right. And, 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 and over that's over a money. Friendship. You know, that's, over money. Yeah. yeah. At and the end that, of the that's day, what you know what would I mean? hurt the most. Um. So then, and I had at this point, I had done some research on how to start my own business. Mm-hmm. You know, I had done some research on how to. So in the back of my mind, I knew that was an option, but I didn't want that option. I didn't want to leave GXP. I, mm-hmm. Last thing I wanted, I thought I was GXP for life. Yeah. But also at this time, Brian was kind of mentioning to me that his son was um, possibly going to be a part mm-hmm. of GXP mm-hmm. or maybe take it over at some point. And I thought I was always that guy. Yeah. And who am I? At this point, it's like I can't take a business away from his son. Right, at all. You know, I'm not, you know, I yeah. feel like I'm family, but at the same time, yeah. I'm not his son. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was all, it was kind of accumulation of all wow. that stuff. Yeah. And then, That's deep. so I ended up leaving, you know, my car, yeah. I drove off, yeah. went home, printed off the LLC fi- nice. paperwork and filed it the next day and just put it in the mail. Nice. And it was, then I was like, I can't turn back now. Yep. yep. Um, so then I would say, and, and maybe my recollection, my recollection isn't correct, but I would say within the next, few days mm-hmm. um i went on the website and saw you had replaced him, me, oh, me. Fuck. and oh and yeah Whew, that you know time it was nothing, fucking shit. It, was, it was really bad timing and part of me wanted to believe that it was brian being petty mm-hmm. you know which we don't know don't we'll know. talk to brian we, and we could talk about <laughs> it um so part of me felt like he was being petty and then and, and also you know what? i will say i do know that when we made the announcement that he did reach out and say hey we have to make sure that we we give tim his flowers and we say that you're not replacing, he's irreplaceable. It's like, oh, yeah, I yeah. absolutely feel that right. way. I hope there's no confusion. Like, right. he's got to know that. But me and you didn't talk directly. And right. I think that's where I fucked up is I should have reached out to you like, hey, just in case. Like, I'm pretty sure you're good. But, yeah. you know, you wouldn't feel the type of way. And right. the fact that you did, I wouldn't even post this shit. Right, like, right. Uh, we'll just, I'll, I'll silently come was, in and they'll see. Like There was nothing he could have done that wouldn't have made me feel some type of way. Okay. You know, even okay. if he, just taking my picture off. Yeah. by itself would have yeah. been like damn you and know? it's something and, and that sucks because it's something that you rode for so hard even right. at some point thought that you would inherit the business yeah. so yeah. yeah i i 100 get it from that perspective yeah and and, and it was nothing against you necessarily yeah. you know yeah. it was it was it, like i said anything that would have happened yeah because i bled gxp you yeah. know just yeah. like he uh, i didn't get a tattoo yeah but i would it could yeah, have been my first yeah. tattoo you yeah. know yeah. yeah um i didn't think there was anything else outside of gxp yeah um and obviously i'm gonna say you know follow the gxp podcast Hell you know yeah. all that like yeah. um r- much respect to what brian's brian's done yeah. i do feel like we're both in better situations now yeah um but yeah i mean do, i was gonna feel some feel type of way like about it no matter what it may have saved the friendship you parting ways would have gotten worse or uh, you still working on it well i think i think at some point in those 11 and a half years and once again i would love to you know hash this out with brian i think some point in that um relation that business relationship that the friendship was just by words alone Mm -hmm. you know we said we were friends 
and we said we loved each other, but at the end of the day, all we talked about was, hey, I owe you this much money, or you owe me this much money, or, you know, here's a check, or come and get this gear, or, you know, um, so somewhere in there, it kind of flipped. Yeah, yeah, switched. Um, And then, to be completely honest, and this is something I haven't even really mentioned to him, I don't think we've ever gotten back. To, where, to, to where we were before it flipped. All right, Brian, we're going to set up an episode of GXP. I'd love to be there. I know it needs to be you guys, but maybe I can mediate or just be, <laughs> I'll control the camera. Uh, but we're going to set that up. So <laughs> and that, I, that's. I, I want to also say this, and this is very important. Mm-hmm. Like, if, if he's, he sees this or reads or hears this or whatever, um, I mean, no disrespect. Like, yeah, out of all, I'm trying to, I'm love trying love to watch him. my words. I'm trying to yeah. be P, PG 13 and, and PR yeah. and all that. Um, <laughs> So I don't mean yeah, anything. Yeah, we're using but, this equipment, so but I the, hope you don't yeah, feel yeah. But, but the truth is the truth, you know, and how I felt is how I yeah. felt. And he felt some type of way, yeah. I'm sure, too. And I would love yeah. to have him yeah. um, tell his side, yeah. you know, yeah. and maybe do us together. Like, yeah. I, I, yeah. I'm definitely down for that. I but I don't want this to come off as being any type of, of disrespectful to him or anything like that. Yeah, Brian's my brother. I love he, that He opened man. the door for me. I just kicked that <laughs> motherfucker same, in. Yep, same, same here. So <laughs> shout out to Brian. Thank you for, for that. For sure. Uh, we definitely have to do a GXP episode um that that's that's gonna be much needed yeah uh, since yeah. our last one i think i i could sense you were on your way out the last time the three of us did a podcast <laughs> <laughs> so it, things got a little crazy there um i'm trying to I, I, there's so much to talk about let's let's transition so so energy wave entertainment yeah. um where'd the name come from how have you liked the the business part of things? Yeah. I'm learning from you even this episode, like how I need to conduct my business because mine is very handshake, friendship-based. And then there is times that it get awkward about money. Like, hey, you know, I don't really care about money, but you haven't paid me. Oh, well, I thought we were good because of blah, blah. Contracts. <sighs> contracts, my brother. And, and contracts. We, we do contracts That's and good. handshakes, That's good. but it's still, I don't press, I don't press anybody for money. Yeah. I, I understand life. And sure. shit happening, so I don't press. Well, hey man, don't you gotta pay me now? But then it's like, but I, you do have to pay me eventually. At some and, point, and it gets awkward because I am all about the friendship. And yeah. if you can't do it, hey, let's just take a break. Let's just, you know, absolutely. So how has that been for Energy so, Wave Entertainment? So that was the hardest part. Was you know going through this with with Brian the transition. You know, like I said, I had already kind of had an, a, a a path. Mm-hmm. You know, I was driving on an interstate and I had an exit that said create your own business. I had an exit that said, you know, keep going with GXP. I had an exit that said, you know, get out of the, the industry completely, Ooh, you know. You um, I had I had options, um, and I chose the, the exit that said create your own business. Yeah. Now, it was super impulsive because I had no idea how to run a business. But during this time, um, NYJ – Shouts out to to Jason um, NYJ. I've known him for so long, and he's been just like Brian was. He he's been a huge mentor to me. Um, but he was one of the guys that told me, pushed me, like, yeah. do your own thing, yeah. do your own thing. Push, yeah. kind of pushed me off the cliff. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at this time, I was DJing at Rewind. Yeah. Um, and that was such a crazy experience. Um, Shouts out to Nasser, um, one of my homies. You know, unfortunately, it's closed recently, but. Um, <laughs> That was still that was so what what was cool about that was when he first hired us all, I think there was four of us, and it was all the DJs we've talked about, the NYJ, the Brian Lee, the you know, Commando. me, a commando. Yeah. Um, and even in, in Nasser's mind, I was the like I was, you know, it was like buy three, get one free. 
Ooh. you know, kind yeah, of thing, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but then he saw like my professionalism, yeah. and he saw my passion, and he yeah. saw my what, what I'm capable of doing. Rewind almost became synonymous. With yeah, Verbatim. and he that he, was kind your of, spot. he kind so of he kind of. I didn't know the yeah, beginnings of that. Yeah, he didn't know <laughs> me very nuts. well. Like okay. he saw me, he saw me DJ at cocktails a few times when he was yeah. a bartender. Yeah, but he didn't, you know, but. He's in his own world doing the bartending thing. He's exactly. not really caring what the DJ is doing. Yeah. Um, but then Rewind gave me a chance to kind of show him yeah. uh, what I was capable of, yep. right? Yep. And I ended up being one of the last ones there. Yeah, yeah. Um, but what happened was during that time, um, and I'll shout out, but um, Amanda Campbell, mm -hmm. she runs a tire train. Yep. Um, if you guys are looking for a gym to go to, hit up tiretrain.com. Um, one of the best fitness centers that you're going to find oh, yeah. and it's locally owned and all that shouts out to her but she came in one day with a couple of her friends and first time i'd ever known her she said she's seen me before but this is the first time i'd ever met her and during the night she kept saying man i love your vibe i love your energy you know i love your energy and then when she said that then the next few gigs i've done after that people were like your energy is wild your energy so i knew when i did end up going on my own and started my own business that I had to have energy involved in it yeah. because I want people to know that that's kind of what separates me from everybody else. Mm -hmm. So then I just thought, okay, energy, obviously it's entertainment. I'm going to do a lot of entertainment things. You know, I'm going to try to do movie theater nights. I'm going to try to do, um, you know, coordination, um, wedding coordination. I'm going to try to do a bunch of different things. Yeah. Um, cause another passion of mine is, is, is ownership and yeah. being an owner yeah. business man. Um, so I knew energy had to be a part of it. I knew entertainment had to be a part of it. And it just so happened that energy wave kind of sounded cool yeah, to like me. It. So um, energy wave entertainment is kind of what I came up with. I ended up getting a logo um, off of Fiverr, an app that somebody Everybody from Pakistan. Yeah. <laughs> um, so and actually, as we're currently speaking, I'm rebranding okay. um, with a professional graphic designer. Nice. Um, somebody actually DJ. I DJ her wedding in May. Ooh. Okay. And now she's kind of turning it back on me and helping me design my my new logo and kind of my whole new aesthetic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's how it all started. Energy wave, energy. I knew that was my separation yeah. point. Your energy. And then energy wave. Yeah, DJ. yeah. I just yeah. knew that that was going to separate me from everybody else. That's you cool. go to one of my gigs and, you know, you're you're going to see me dancing out on the dance yeah. floor with everybody else. You're going to see me back there rapping with everybody. Yeah. You know, with the yeah. with the words or with the lyrics or whatever. You're gonna. It's yeah. going to be a different vibe. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to kind of separate myself. So Energy Wave Entertainment is what I came up with. That's so dope. That's so dope. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You got one hell of a story, man. And uh, it's, I've, I've picked up a lot of gems already. <laughs> so we got one more big topic, and then we get to get to the fun stuff, too. Sure. Uh, the Iowa Music Awards. Yes, sir. Um, do you think I was ready for an award ceremony? Do you think they deserve it? Or well, are we there? Well, I'm going to say shouts out to you for you. even coming up with this idea because um, it never was even on my radar, to be completely honest. Because <laughs> yeah. um, I didn't I didn't think, you know, I've always known Iowa's a talented place, mm -hmm. right? But you don't see it like compared to like a California yeah. or even like a, you know, shoot, even like a Ohio. I mean, you know, um, we, they mix our even names though they up a lot. Mixed, yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> they do mix the names up, but but. The talent, you know, you had a J Dave Chappelle that came out of there or Cat Williams that came out of Ohio. You know, like, uh, I know that's a whole different than music, but at the same time, that's huge. Those are huge names. Yeah. Um, I always had some people come out, but um, when I saw you announce this, um, I I didn't think we were ready. 
But then I've gotten the feed, seen the feedback that you've it's gotten from it, <laughs> and like, okay, maybe, maybe yeah. there is something, you yeah. know. And especially with this being the first year, you know, there's always room to grow, yep. you know. Um, but I think we're gonna have a, I think we're gonna have a great turnout for this, and then, um, then who knows what the future brings, you know? Yeah. Um, I've mentioned a couple things that I think mm-hmm. we could maybe consider, but yeah. um, you know, take that or leave it. It's just an opinion of. Little well, old me. Well, I do want you to dive into um, what do you think the qualifications for best DJ should be? Um, I think I think they should be real DJs. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think that should be a thing. I don't think it should just be anybody that can put DJ in front of their name. Right. Um, I think very foundational stuff. Like, I feel like you should know what a BPM is. Mm-hmm. I, sh- I feel like you should know. You should actually actually have a controller at least Mm -hmm. you know you may not have to do vinyl or anything like that and obviously i maybe not obviously but i was brought on on the digital so i don't i can do vinyl yeah but i've never had to or never needed to um but i I think it should be very you know when you think of a dj what do you think of you know um i think it should be more than just playing music yeah at the end of the day i think it should be more than playing music so what i suggested to you is have a different category for like karaoke hosts and you said you started as a karaoke and i started yeah yeah i I definitely get why yeah personally you see a distinction there's a different skill set and me personally i will like i i i uh i won't even say love hate i've never liked karaoke me neither i've never liked it damn even when you (laughs) were doing it oh shit (laughs) so yeah i've never dj'd i've never done a karaoke a, a night i refuse to um I, I don't want to say it's like disrespectful to the artist or anything. It's fun. I've, I've done it for the first time two years ago where I actually got up and sang. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. You know, being yeah, my sure. age and never doing karaoke, I can't yeah. have the appreciation and love for it. Now I do see that it's fun and yeah. it's, it's a release. And then we, we just, it's all about the fun and yeah. being drunk and stuff. Absolutely. From a business perspective, I've always looked at it as I don't want these motherfuckers touching my mic. Right. Somebody right. drop it. Right. Screaming in my shit. Like, so I've always looked at it from that aspect. Yeah. And never had a desire to ever do Absolutely. karaoke. And then I, I think about, oh, I got to download these videos. I got to yep. have an internet connection. It's always been a technical <laughs> thing. So sure. no disrespect to you karaokeers. Sure. It's just the business and technical side never made sense to me. Yeah. So, you know, the, the distinction, I absolutely get it. I, 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 I can relate to all that. So for me, you know, even beyond, like, the dropping the mic possibilities and things like that. For me, <laughs> for me, like I said, I won't say I hated it. I just know that I probably won't host karaoke again damn <laughs> yeah that's where i'm at uh, <laughs> the, the crazy thing for me is you know as i mentioned before in this conversation um i was a shy kid mm-hmm. growing up karaoke is actually where i came out of my shell because i was forced to be behind a microphone <laughs> so it kind of it, it kind Your of world has yeah it kind of served been upside down right. in the words of will Smith. yeah yeah it kind of it kind of served as the foundation for the type of dj that i am now because i think yeah. my personality is my best asset yeah um, especially behind a microphone, yeah. but what it did for me was it was it ruined the music that I loved so much growing mm-hmm. up. Yep. You know, like yep. you got people in there that, hey, I want to sing um, Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, for me, for me, like, Whitney you Houston, you better, you better, you better bring hit it. You can't just say <laughs> Whitney Houston just because you're saying Whitney Houston. Yeah. You know, and I had some people that could kill Whitney Houston, yeah. like yeah. just yeah. murder it. Yeah, but then I had some people that were just kind of making fun of it, and that's where the like disrespect it. came. Yep, yep. See? Okay, you know, we think alike in so that aspect. It, it, was, it was fun, like you yeah. said, it was fun. Yeah. But people are more concerned with getting drunk instead of yeah, like exactly. instead of 
respecting the music. It's more like, hey, let's make an ass of myself real yeah, quick, yeah. and everybody's gonna laugh. So it's right. more comedy than yep. appreciation for music. And yep. me being an artist is where it, it just yeah. draws the line. We were like it's the same way for me because <laughs> okay. the music I loved, you know, if you're trying to do Usher, or you're trying to do Chris Brown, or you're yeah. trying to do Whitney Houston or yeah. Mariah Carey, like. You got to bring it. You can't. One I discovered I can do very well is Cisco's thong song. I, There's a yell that he does okay. that I didn't know that I could do. Yeah. But I tried it karaoke. Absolutely loved it. I, but <laughs> I never sing. Yeah. I can't sing, but I can rap my ass off. Yeah. Like I can do my my go to is Ride with Me by Nelly. Oh nice. Um, but I can do like Look at Me Now. Yeah. I can do Buster's part. part. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I think actually I did hear that. I actually did that at a wedding once. Um, actually, in, boom, in boom, August, boom. Uh, they told me they told me the yeah they told me the gro- one of the groomsmen can do it yeah. at the so I had a final consultation with them yeah. and they told me the groom could do a, yeah. a groomsman and I was like oh really because it's hard to have one person in the room that can bust out busters yeah. pun intended yeah um but I was like this would be cool yeah. so me and him and I ended up he came and requested it he came and requested it yeah. and I was like you know what I'm gonna make this a moment so. Yeah. I brought two microphones down. Yeah. I had one for myself, had one for him, and me and him are in the middle of the dance floor just killing it. And the groom's f- videotaping us the whole time. And I was like, this is it's probably probably one of the top weddings I've ever done just because they allowed me to be myself. Yeah. I didn't have to be professional, Tim. I didn't yeah. I did have to be entertainer, Tim. Yeah. You know? And that was like awesome. You know, you know, you don't really get a, an opportunity to do that. Can in you a lot do of it weddings. acapella? No. Oh, I was about to say, we're gonna make a moment right now. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, yeah, I I know I love that part, and that, yeah, that's super yeah. dope that you're able to do that. And yeah. that's another thing that goes back to the weddings. Like you're not gonna find another DJ that's gonna make a moment no, like that. No, no, and that moment's gonna last all the weddings, rest of their life. Not all weddings call for that either. No, you know, some weddings just aren't that way. Yeah. You know, I also I also had so the graphic designer that is mm-hmm. working with me now. Um, I did Jared her wedding, and there was a part there where, um, so the, the time I got messed up. The, the 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 caterer was slow yeah. so it took us a long time to get food yeah. and everybody get ate yeah. so we had to cut things off at the end and we only had like an hour and a half to yeah. dance so luckily they liked edm music so that hour and a half felt like it was three hours because it was yeah. just all you yeah. know super high energy yeah. 128 30 yeah. 130 yeah. bpms um well there was one song they had on there that is one of my favorite songs of all time and it's fucking problems by asap rocky and mm-hmm. drake and kendrick yeah so i I think I said on the microphone, I was like, well, we're almost done, ladies and gentlemen, but I have one song that I want to play just because it's one of my favorites and it's on the list of, yeah. of songs to play. Nice. And so I played that. Yeah. And I go out in the middle of the dance floor and I'm just kind of like mumbling it. You know, yeah. I know the whole rap or whatever, yeah. everybody's parts. And so I'm just kind of blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, I see the bride running out to the middle of the dance floor mm-hmm. and she's going, like, we're rap battling at this point. <laughs> like, and I had never had that, never had that happen before. You know, That's never so had dope. a bride be willing enough to kind of show her self that way yeah and so me and her just in the middle of the dance floor just you know the whole thing so it was it was like one of those moments like that stuff is the kind of stuff that that you know shows me that i'm in the right business right i'm 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 doing the right thing so um just a couple of little stories there but um yeah at the end of the day um there's some weddings that allow me to be a better version of myself and there's some weddings where i have to be professional Mm -hmm. and i'm cool with either or you know i'm gonna give them the best regardless there we go this man has been selling this whole episode. <laughs> At the end of the day, book verbatim. But, God but I'm very, I'm very, very, you know, going back to the music awards, you know, yeah. once again, shout out to everybody that's going to be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm super excited about it or, or what it can do or what it yeah. can be. Yeah. Um, I'm Something a little to strive for every yeah, year. Yeah. 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 Um, 
yeah, I'm just excited to see what it looks for. I'm I'm excited yeah. to see what you come up with because yeah. I'm sure you always you always go all out, whether it's a, a small little party or or something as huge as this. So yeah. um, I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, it's gonna be a ceremony. It's gonna be a celebration. Um, it's gonna be a lot of fun, no matter what. I'm excited for you. Uh, you are definitely one of my favorite DJs in Iowa, and Thank you. knowing like having close relationships with at least five to ten DJs in Iowa, yeah. and they all work their ass off. But like if I was the person to vote for hardest working DJ. It's you. Oh, like, thank you. You, you thank fucking you. kill it. Thank you. And then knowing your upbringing, where you came from, yeah. it, it's fucking amazing. That's so. the, that's the part that I think. That's that's the part that I think people don't know about me. Like even Brian, he worked for me for so long. He doesn't know my story. Yeah. You know, um, like details, and not a lot of people do because yeah. it was we were so sheltered growing up. Mm-hmm. But I, that's that's why I love doing what I do so much because yeah. I came from what I came from, yep. and I've created something without yeah. the help of parents. Yeah. Uh, you know, so, so I thought of the, sure. the title of the episode like probably five questions ago, but I want to know if you're OK with it or if you have something better. But I was thinking it's uh, uh, stepping out and standing out because yeah. I feel like that's what you did. And like wow. I said, it goes back to your, your family uh, from GXP or just from the DJs. You, you, you made sure you stepped out from, you know, where yeah. you were boxed in yeah. and, and you stand out. Yeah, I love that. Do. Yeah, I'm, that's 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 legit. I like that. I like that a lot. <laughs> okay. Yeah, but let me. This is kind of funny too. So, um, speaking about the awards, um, so actually the reason why I even submitted was kind of petty. <laughs> I love it. Um, I love pettiness because I was worried. I was worried that real DJs weren't gonna get mm-hmm. a legitimate chance. Yeah, you know. So I just wanted to put my name in the hat. Yeah. To give it some legitimacy. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of DJs that I didn't, I don't know, mm-hmm. you know, like in Waterloo or, um, you know, even Des Moines. I know some yeah. of them. I've met a ton I, because of this. Yeah, I bet like, you have. Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of them that I didn't know. But I saw, particularly, I saw one guy that I would consider a karaoke host more than a DJ. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, nah, it can't go down like this. <laughs> not like this. Not like yeah, this. Yeah. Like, whether I win it or not, like, I just wanted to be able to be like, hey, there are real DJs being represented here. Because yeah. I think you, I think if... A karaoke host were to win, it it ruins the legitimacy of the the ceremony and, I, and event. And I'm not, once again, I don't want to disrespect no, anybody. Everybody know. has their own hustle, but at the end of the day, I think for those DJs and not even including myself, but those DJs that have put their time into the craft, yeah, it would it if and somebody like that would win that doesn't even own turntables or yeah. anything like, yep. um, it you know at that point, what is a DJ? Exactly, you know what I mean. So, yep. so actually, that's it was kind of petty, yeah. you know. No, I, I, I needed to that. come in. You know, I just wanted to, I just wanted to put a, my name in a hat to give, yeah. you know, to represent real DJs, yeah. whether or not I got the fan vote or whether or not yeah. I got the nomination or whatever. Yeah. Um, didn't really necessarily matter to me. I just wanted a real name to be yeah. up there. Yeah. And, and humbly speaking, I love that. So, so allow me to elaborate on it, and it's not just for you, but it's sure. for everybody. Uh, so, one concern that I've gotten from people, and I need to do a FAQ thing. Uh, is that is this a popularity contest? So the the fan voting, I honestly the answer would be yes. The fan voting is who's the most popular, but it's also a way for us to do research. Even if you're not the winner of the fan voting, and by the time this episode comes out, it'll already be announced. So yep. the DJ that won the fan voting is DJ Nita out of Dope. Dubuque. Okay. I've actually never met her, no. never heard her, but she also did an online submission as well. So we got to hear her, and we're still gonna evaluate who wins the other. So there's 
five slots. Sure. There, there's the five nominees. One is the fan vote. So she's got that one locked in. Yeah. There's four other Shouts nominees that's going to be selected. Are you familiar with her at all? No, no. And, th- and that's the beauty of this is we yeah, all get to that. network right. and research. Right. So there's four other slots uh, that will be filled, and they're just based off submissions. So even if you've, you're not heard of, you didn't receive a single vote, you still can win Best DJ of the Year. Yeah, okay. So some of the things Dope. that we're looking at uh, as an academy, and I, I set the rules for the academy, but I'm not a part of the voting process. I don't want it to be seen biased or anything. Right, right. So I've got people from all over Iowa. Uh, uh, Brian is actually a part of the academy. He's one of the DJs that He's isn't. the worst. <laughs> so he's going <laughs> to get to vote. You might have blew that with this yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no but it, it's not just going to come down to one well it could come down to one vote anyway yeah. <laughs> um we'll be looking at uh like i'm going to see dj nita in person and awesome. a couple of my awesome. staff members and academy sure. members yeah. are going to see her as well as you so should we're going to evaluate based on how you perform how yeah. you interact what equipment you're using uh do you have a mix and none of these things disqualify you right so if she's able to do what we do with just a computer hey bro yeah that, that that's actually a little more impressive <laughs> yeah actually yeah <laughs> she's fucking yeah, spinning yeah. and scratching on that yeah. and blending like or knows the the keys yeah. yeah. The like if, if, if you're killing it that yeah. way you just are yeah, it's uh, kind of harder but you know there's some people that like hey they're on fm radio but that doesn't make them the right. best dj so we're going to evaluate performance presentation's a big part. Brian's always at, on my ass about cords. <laughs> so, you know, I come to your There's one thing, Brian. And you yeah. got cords all over the For motherfucking sure. place. For sure. You know, that, that's something we You're may gonna hear look about at. It. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. you know, it, it's going to come down to, you know, who who has the overall package. Yeah. It, but uh, it's Good. not a popularity contest. Uh, even if a, a karaoke DJ was to get the most votes, that's one out of five slots. And then we'll still be evaluating what else do you do besides that. Right. We can't have you... And, and I won't say that a newcomer can't win, but I know I will say that if you just started DJing last month, I'm not going <laughs> to you wouldn't get my vote. Right. You know, I will have that in the notes started this year or this month. Right. And then I'll have in the notes this person started 10 years ago. Done 37 weddings this year. Has a residency here. <laughs> sure. Has a mixed show here. Like we'll look at credentials. Nothing disqualifies you, but we will it's, be fair. You want all, somebody that checks all the boxes, exactly, or more boxes than I love, everyone or, yeah, else. Right. So. And I, I love, I love that because that's like I said. The reason why I even did it was out of pity or, or <laughs> pettiness. So no, um, I just wanted to make sure that the real DJs were represented, whether or not I wanted or not. Um, I don't consider myself the best DJ necessarily, mm-hmm. and maybe I shouldn't say that in a award ceremony of best <laughs> DJs. But maybe this is part of your speech you but, may be giving. We'll but I am, out. yeah. But I'm, I'm, I pride myself on on always, like I said, pushing myself. Mm-hmm. You know, I I don't ever want to be the best DJ because then I'll stop working. Yep. You know, I'll stop working to be the best, yep. you know, like Michael Jordan or Kobe Bryant. You know, they wanted to be the greatest. Mm-hmm. Um, Kobe never considered himself the greatest. I think Michael, just because of everybody else, considers himself the greatest. But, mm-hmm. you know, I kind of pr- I, I found a lot of inspiration in that where Kobe wasn't going to work as hard if he didn't see that he wasn't the best yet. Yeah. You know, if, if he felt like he was the best, then he'd probably retire, yep. you know. Yep. Um, he stopped working and I don't want to ever be that guy. I still have too much passion and love for what I do yep. that it's going to be hard for me to hang it up right away. And I see a lot of people, you know, s- some of the guys that came before me who have lost that passion and I can see what it does, you know, when it becomes just about the money. Mm-hmm. Like I want to make this and I got to make this and I got to do this and I got to do and it's like I don't ever want to be that guy. I don't ever want to just DJ because I make money doing it. Yeah. Um I want to DJ until I don't make inspire people 
essentially. Yeah. You know, that's the day I'm going to hang up the headphones. Mm, I love it. Let's get into some fun stuff. For Can sure. we get into For some sure. fun stuff? Because this is, I, I've learned, I, I, I felt your pain. I've apologized this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is fucking gold. So <laughs> let's get into our, our, our fun game of uh, top five. Top five. So, me knowing you, I know you have a passion for R&B music. Yeah. Um, I felt like we could have went top five DJs. We could have went top five songs and something that, that just it describes you. But I, I want everybody to hear these episodes and maybe they know everything. I doubt it. But let's say they knew everything that we talked about today already. I want to give them something different. So, I'd like to discuss our top five greatest R&B artists. I say of all time. I say... Like, just overall, but you can do your personal list. You can make it an overall list. However you feel, I want to give our top five. And uh, I want to start with your honorable mention, and I'll give you mine and why. And we'll go back and forth, and then we'll work our way up the top five. Sure, sure. All right. Um, so I will preface this by saying mine's going to be my personal top five. Um, I respect, I grew up with R&B music. I mean, 90s. R&B, mostly R&B, because we couldn't really listen to hip-hop. I listened to a little bit of Tupac growing up, but I'm talking your 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 um, Brandy and Monica and hey. SWV, yeah. um, TLC, Boys to Men was huge in my... Donnell Jones was huge, you know, uh, Soul For Real, um, Tevin Campbell, things like that. Were, that's what I grew up with. Um, so R&B has a, definitely has a place in my heart. So um, you want me to start off with my honorable mention? My honorable mention... And I feel like this might be controversial. Oh, shit. But um, I would put Justin Timberlake. I love JT. Um, I I know people will say, oh, but he's white. You know? <laughs> that better not be a fact. Um, That's something we should have talked about. We'll have another episode but, on race. But <laughs> but I feel like he makes R&B music. I yeah. do. He makes popular R&B music. Yeah, um, you, you got Timbaland and Pharrell being your producers. Yeah. JT all you know, the way. So I, I, I put him in that R&B. honorable mention. I put him in R&B. I, I, I can't dispute that. He's absolutely an R&B artist. And fuck those people who yeah. say, oh, he's white. Fuck that. I, well, I, I just hate, feel like, like that that's how they disqualify him from being. Because so I think R&B music, I feel like the, the overall idea of that is you have to be black. You know? Yeah. Um, I feel like that's. Otherwise, it's just pop music. Hmm. You know, in my mind. It's, it's, what do you consider feel, Ed Sheeran? I think he's. I think he, the fuck I think he? he could do anything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah what is? Yeah. I mean, he's pop. He's so amazing. He's pop, but he has some of the best R and B music he there does. is. You know, he there does. are some songs. You know, like Thinking Out Loud. I think is an R and B song. Absolutely, it's a really it. slow R and B song. Yep. Um, so yeah, I'd put him. You know, I wouldn't say he's an R and B singer necessarily. No. Yeah, I would um, call him R and B artist, but he makes yeah, great. Yeah, he does. Music. He does too much of the other stuff. Justin Timberlake, I had to put up there. He has one of probably my favorite song of all time. That's not. Um, my favorite artist of all time, which I'll talk about later, I'm sure. Um, my Love by Justin Timberlake is mm -hmm. probably my favorite song of all time outside of my number one artist in this category. Mm -hmm. um, I'd say that's probably top three of my favorite songs of all time. So I, I feel like what he, he brought to the table, what he did from coming from NSYNC, you know, NSYNC I wouldn't consider R&B at all. Is that a genre then, boy band? Because I feel like it's a genre. It probably could be. It probably could be. But it's pop they, music. They did, they did you know. pop and R&B music. Pop it, yeah, they did. Um, I mean, Gone, that's an R&B song. <sighs> it's fire R&B song. It that was actually, <laughs> did you know that was actually supposed to go to Michael Jackson? 
Get the fuck he, out. He wrote that for Michael Maybe Jackson. Um, no, Justin Timberlake wrote, wrote that. Oh, JT wrote it. Wrote okay, it and nice. produced it for Michael Jackson, and Michael Jackson said no. Damn. Um, but yeah, just side note. Okay. So my That's my honorable mention. I love that. Mention. My not an honorable mention, which will be controversial <laughs> to some people, who I, I don't feel is has earned any, not any accolades. He's just not... He can't be, I sh- he shouldn't be in anybody's top five R&B artists of all time. <laughs> I love him. I okay. listen to his music. I don't feel that Chris Brown should be in anybody's top five mm. R&B artists of all time. And I did a poll the other mm. day on on uh, Snapchat, who's the best R&B artist of all time. And I got, like, I would say 90% of people said Chris Brown. So they gave him number one. And I don't think he should be in anybody's top five. Why? I, I, because he, he is definitely what pop music is. He is he is dancing. He is singing. But it's all upbeat. It's all fast. He's got some slow cuts. But those cuts aren't iconic as R&B. Like, the rest of my list all have iconic R&B songs, iconic R&B albums. Or they, they blur the lines between pop and R&B so much, you can call them either or. I just mm-hmm. don't feel that, that he is should controversial, be in anybody's bro. top five. What about like "Yo"? That's an iconic song. It, it's it's like the new. I feel like that song will expire. Um, you think? Yeah, maybe oh, forever won't expire, but that's not forever. Really yeah, that's more a, a beat, like you're saying. I think the, well, that's the tough. people that that's I tough. got that's have tough. songs that I promise you can agree won't expire. I well, okay, fair. <laughs> Man, but he's still he's still doing it. I mean, he's still making hits. He's still amazing. Yeah, that's crazy, man. I didn't expect I, dude, that came out of left field for me. Um, it's not R and B for came, me because some. Of, I mean, "Take You Down" is another big one. Um, is it iconic? Is it gonna last forever? Ask the girls. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there might be some children here. Thanks I, I, for that I was song. That will beg the difference. People being born today <laughs> that came from that okay, song. Okay, okay, okay. All right. <laughs> or uh, say goodbye. Yeah. You know, that's enough. You know, with step up and whatnot. I mean, yeah. there's and there's. So many more down the road, I feel yeah. like. With you. Um, I do love with you. Yeah, there's, a there's song. That's tough, man. But that's it, tough. Not, I'm not disagreeing not with you. Forever. Okay, fair enough. Fair all enough. right, all right. I'm going to start the, the five and okay. then let you answer. You're the sure. guest. You're the star today. Uh, my number five, and I feel like this number is disrespectful for the queen, <laughs> Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston. Of all, okay. all time, number five goes to Whitney Houston. Fair. Who, who is, or do you have any dispute, or who is your well, number five? Well, here's what I, so... I could probably say something that's very controversial because there was something I was thinking about the other. This is probably like two months ago. I thought about putting a post up. Um, asking, I used to love when you used to do those posts where you, yeah, you did the the, this or the, yeah, and yeah. I, I will probably get into that um, again. I just got to do a better format, figure it out. But um, <laughs> my my question was going to be, who's a better artist, Whitney Houston or Mariah Carey? Now, I'm not saying singer. Mm. I'm saying artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because right? artist is a brand and, and it's business to it. Yep. And then, and then uh, when you say it like that as artist and not singer, yeah. I look at accolades. Yeah. Uh, who's okay. done more? Okay. Who's Fair. more consistent? Uh, who could come back right now and make a hit? Okay. If, if you know, dead or alive. Right. And, and right. I would say Mariah can. Mariah. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's not even close, Mariah. The reason is because my version of an artist is somebody that makes the music. Mariah produced her music. Whitney just sang the songs, and she did it mm-hmm. better than anybody in history, right? Mm-hmm. But I, 
I was I wanted I knew people were gonna be like, well, it's Whitney, it's Whitney, it's Whitney, it's Whitney. I don't like the hands down comment, bro. I think it's not, like, I'm not saying hands down. I'm just saying it's not even close in my opinion. That's, that's because, hands down. I don't like that. Whitney like, just got like? handed a piece of paper and sang the songs better than anybody in and history. Hand that and that's same something. Piece and that's something. Paper to a no, right, million right, other people. Right. I'm not neglecting that. But that, that, now we're talking about best singer, right? Not artist. I feel like Mariah's more of an artist. She produced the music. She had more to say, and that music went to number one more than anybody else okay. in the '90s. But if we're using no. artists as brand, Whitney and the movies that and she a brand, was in—I mean, yeah—were were are it's everlasting. It's your definition of what an artist is. Okay, so okay. I, I'll give you that. She was able to transition. Um, and, I just feel and like move back and forth you know as well. another controversial thing would be like Eminem. Yeah, you know, and I know we're not talking about hip hop artists <laughs> yeah. right now, but you know, people don't realize don't that he produced him. a lot of his music. Yeah. He produced it. Like, a lot of his first albums, he was the producer. He had help. He yeah. was collaborating, but most yeah. of it was beats that he had come to the table with. I did not know that. Um, so, and but they res- disrespect him because he's white and, that, yeah. and a rapper he and all that. He gets way too much disrespect. He, he gets so much hate white. when he's probably the best I, lyricist been, I ever. I would say number one. You know, yeah. 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 Um, I always say, if I needed somebody to write me a verse to save my life. It's him. With Eminem. No, no, with hands I, down, I don't think I could even Can't think miss. of anybody else. You he, know, out of I mean, all his albums, I felt like there's only one that missed. No, I will. I will say two, and one of them I still have listened to and can respect the yeah, lyricism. Yeah. But he he is he's number one. I know he just gets hate. You know, I, yeah. I they hate him because it's cool. At this yeah, point. yeah. At this point, but anyways, we can go into that yeah, too. Yeah. But all right, number but five. I, Who's your number? So five? my number five is Tevin Campbell. I love Tevin. Um, he. Like I said, it's my personal list. Yeah. Um, I remember, you know, cleaning the house during the mornings or afternoons or whenever. And, you know, you'd have um, all those songs, you know. Can we yeah, talk? Can We Talk. Um, round and Round is probably my oh, favorite. Round and, of, oh, that's like, probably my favorite song of his. I almost um, forgot that one. But, I mean, he has Uncle Sam. Um, I mean, he has so many. And he was... He was Produced by Quincy Jones. Yeah. You know, he yeah. Quincy Jones was a big popular, and that's probably part of it because he was kind of um, promoted mm-hmm. as the next Michael. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of had that high-pitched yeah. falsetto vo- yeah. voice and whatnot. But um, just music alone, like, I yeah. find myself listening, like, his first, second album, and then even, like, like those would have been, like, 90 and 91 or 90, 92 or something yeah. like that. And then, like, 95 and 96, he came yeah. out with some albums. And yeah. we would rock those, too, yeah. you know? So... Yeah. For me personally, he has to be up there. I think okay. just from a vocal and then the songs that I just love from him. I can agree on a personal level. I literally listen to uh, Powerline songs. Powerline, almost, yeah. Uh, yeah. Goofy movie, fire. Daughter. Me and my daughter watched it like all summer. Absolutely. <laughs> Eye to Eye is the Yes, shit. yes, yes. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, uh, stand out. God, yeah. So I'm a big Tevin Campbell fan. Definitely will put him on my personal list, but I wouldn't put him on the all five for everybody. I just don't think okay, the body of work yeah. is there. Well, that's why it's personal um, mm-hmm. because I don't think he has enough that people know about. Yeah. But I think if people went in and dug into oh, the, yeah. the four or five albums that he did have, oh, I, did, I, I think you're going to find, I think you're going to find quality in a lot of them. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. My number four, Luther Vandross. Mm. Oh, you're going, okay. Yeah. I'm all going, Luther. you're going grown man on me. Yeah. Um, Luther, man, my dad loved Luther Vandross. Um, so I, I got to respect that. I can't yeah. even knock it. Um, yeah. For me, I think I do feel like it was an older, mm-hmm. um, like quality of music, maybe. Um, but man, I, I think there was a, I did a gig, a wedding gig, 
and they put a couple Luther Vandross songs on there to play, right? Yeah. And it made me, you know, I start searching for these songs, and then I go into other songs, and you yeah. go into other other songs, or or then you find songs that were sampled by this, and yeah. then all of a sudden I'm like, man, this guy had hits. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? So I can't I can't knock that. He's not on my list, but okay. um, that's that's not like I said, mine's personal. Okay. Um, so. Uh, it's, it's people that affected me. Okay. Um, but yeah, I love that. Who's Luther Vandross, respect. Mine is Usher mm. for number four. Okay. Um, the longevity, mostly. Yeah. And then the moment, the moment that My Way came out or the moment that 8701 came out that, or that Confessions. Brings you to that moment. I think Confessions might be the greatest R&B album ever made. I think you, at least this side of the century. Yeah. At least yeah. that. I mean, you know, I... I you, Stevie Wonder might have something to say about it. <laughs> um, Prince might have something to say. Maybe. Um, you know, I can respect, but I think having that three album run, and personally, my favorite is 8701. Yeah. I know that's controversial. Confessions. No, that, I think that's my favorite as well. That's probably I think my favorite. Confessions, I think, is a better album, but my personal favorite yeah. that connected to me that I have more moments with in my life, yeah. 8701. I, I don't put as much um, value in a comprehensive like storytelling album like mm -hmm. confessions was it was kind of about one theme mostly mm -hmm. um i don't put a lot of value into that necessarily okay. in my personal yeah i, I understand what it, you know yeah. when you have a theme album like that yeah. i get it but i just like the music on 8701 better yeah you know whereas like confessions i feel like there's probably 10 songs in the middle of confessions that all kind of sound similar yeah um where I, I, Usher, yeah, obviously, classic song, yep. iconic song. Yep. Um, a lot of the Caught Up, another one, Burn, another one. Yep. You know, he had bangers, but um, it was it was eight seven zero one, My Way, and Confessions. That three album run right there, yep. like, signifies a lot of my memories yeah. in, as a kid. So I had to put him at number four. So my number three is actually, and I stole this from somebody else after telling them they can't do it. I'm like, well, I'm the host, so I can do it. Uh, my number three is actually Usher okay. and Prince. Usher and Prince. Oh, you put They're two? my number three. Oh, that yeah. ain't right. Yeah. You can't I'm breaking, do that. I'm making the rules. You can't I can do break that. the rules. Okay, fine. Um, Usher for the same reasons, and I felt like it, it touched my life, and you know, it's just a part of my life. Usher yeah. is a part of my life, yeah. and, and Prince was a part of my upbringing, but the, the iconicness and, and the, the movie, the short films, he was ahead of his time, um, and and just he he's a person. His, his music just really it 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 shapes who you become. Absolutely, absolutely, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, Prince, for sure. Um, Prince, um, for me, he's actually my third. Um, it was it was about the level of artistry. Yeah. At his performances. Playing all instruments. The fact that he could play every single instrument, you know, um, he has to be top three entertainers of all time. Yeah. If if you say yeah. otherwise, then you are wrong. Yep. Sorry. Facts. Um, <laughs> I just did top uh, five performers, and he definitely he is. He has it. to yeah. be. He has to be at <laughs> least top three. Without a doubt. <laughs> but, yeah, just like you said, I mean, he, he had, you know, he was maybe a little bit more... Um, uh, flamboyant mm -hmm. than than what maybe I would have liked a performer to be, or maybe more, you know. God, imagine how he'd sell now. Yeah, it's so yeah. widely accepted yeah. as it should yeah. have always been, but um, like now, yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> man. And the content, Woo. the content of a lot of his music, I can understand why people may not put him on their list. But yeah, as an R and B artist, yeah, I, yeah, I can get why. But when you think of like Purple Rain, 
or you know one song the best seven songs of all time seven, all seven. Um, I, I, I mean song, you yeah. think of songs like that and and actually he produced uh round and round by tevin campbell yeah. um but like he's in the video as well but yeah. um it's 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 i think the the whole do uh battle that people the media made between him and michael mm-hmm. in the 80s made both of them better yeah you know and oh, i think yeah. i don't know if we'd talk about my about prince as much as if michael wasn't a thing and i don't think we talk about michael as much if prince wasn't a thing nah, you know michael i mean maybe it. maybe i'm just trying to be unbiased i guess <laughs> yeah but i think i think they both brought each, brought the best out of each other yeah. you know you um, ever hear him talk about when michael acts gonna be on bad yeah, yeah. I'm your not saying your butt is, is mine. mine. I'm not saying that. I'm not saying that. You, <laughs> you know the shit we already yeah, get. Yeah, Are yeah. we just gonna act like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you see the clip? Did you see the clip of Prince um, and MJ on the same stage with James Brown? Uh uh-uh. uh What? Prince made a fool of himself. What? He got out there and wa- you have to look it up on YouTube. Yeah. But he's like, he was like climbing on stuff and it ended up breaking something because oh, he's no. just trying to outdance and outperform Michael. Oh, and Michael's no. just over there. He does a little, you know, Michael yeah. does his little smoothness. Yeah. And then Prince is just trying to like put him <laughs> under the dirt, you know, and ends up making a fool of himself. It's like, oh, fuck the chandelier right now. Damn yeah, me. yeah. No, no one's was, staring you, Prince. Right, you don't right. have to do that. Look it up. Um, I think it was like James Brown's birthday. And this was probably in the 80s. Oh, it Lord. might have been like yeah. mid 80s, something like that. But <laughs> yeah, look this. it up. Yeah, it's, it's oh, Prince. <laughs> Like, what are you doing, bro? Yeah. All right. So the same number so, yeah. three. Yep. Pretty who's much. your number two? My number two <laughs> is your honorable mention, Chris Brown. What? Yep. <laughs> Above Prince? Yeah. Yeah. He, for God, for what, once how many again, years personally, active? how many personally, years active is, is um, Chris? Chris, he started in 2005. Okay. So it's been so 18 years. So yeah. That, that, yeah. That is a, a longevity. It's long. And and then and with our age, I, I can I can. That's the only it. reason. I he's he's more. He's more relatable to, you know, he, he helped form my my musical taste. Wow. Okay. Essentially. You know, a lot of it was like early two thousands music when I was in high school. Yeah. Um, but then um I think Chris Brown came out in two thousand five and you know, it was funny because I hated run it right away because <laughs> Wait, i felt oh, like oh, i love this. with jewels i was yeah, like i didn't I think love, he, i thought I it'd be it that now. one hit yeah. i thought he got signed to Def i was like Jam, look at this wannabe usher people together you know? yeah and like, then so i was like look at this wannabe usher mm-hmm. and then yo came out yeah. was the next one and i was like this is different this is different this. like okay and i was liking it and i was liking it and then and then give me that was the next one Oh. Um, yeah. You mean that? Yeah. yeah. That's what makes and that, him a pop that's artist. That's the one that to took me. That's the one that took me away because that's probably my favorite song of his of all time. Still? Is give me that. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, but then, you know, as we talked about before, I think when we're talking R and B, I think I don't think you could tell the story of R and B in the two thousands without mentioning his name. Okay. And that's kind of what that's kind of what I would say. You know, because yes, he's he's genre blending just yeah. like Michael was, just like yeah. Prince was. Yeah. But I think when you talk when you just take his R and B songs, mm-hmm. you can't you can't tell me there's not a better R and B singer or in song creator era. in this era. Yeah, you know okay. that's kind of where I'm at, and it's song just my creator, era. Absolutely. It's just my era. Yep. So yeah, song creator I'd probably give between him and T Pain, which even T Pain inspired. Right. right. You know he right. had his time. Yeah. And Chris Brown is still yep. going. He's still so going. I absolutely. So. respect that. Now I needed that perspective of it. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. I respect that. All right, my number two. Damn, your number two was Chris Brown. I know, I and know. And my number two 
is Michael Jackson. Number two, Mike. Okay. Who, who people say is more of a pop artist, but man, them R&B songs. Rock with you. Play rock with you one time. Oh, uh, me and my grandma's song. You are not alone. You are not That's alone. Beautiful. Absolutely. This last number one ever. And, um, um, absolutely. Yeah, that that's. Uh, I think I know who your number one is now. Yep. Um, <laughs> I was I was. I think I get to get to mine first. I, and and we will. lose the order because um, you gave Chris Brown was your number two, right? Chris Brown's number okay, two. Okay, so yeah. yeah, I was supposed to go. So now yeah. I'll give my number one then. Okay, it's the person who wrote "You Are Not Alone." Yeah, yeah. I, okay, Controversy or not? Yeah, 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 yeah. R. Kelly is the greatest R&B artist of all time. Okay, not um, the greatest person, not in the list. No, absolutely not. So. Man, this this could get controversial. So, this, especially for me, this is gonna get controversial oh, because shit. of how people people know who I love. But um, my problem with R. Kelly, crazy talent. Mm-hmm. I mean, some of the biggest songs ever, at least since the '90s, mm-hmm. have R. Kelly written all over it. Right. Mm-hmm. My problem with his music is a lot of it is about the stuff that he was doing. Oh damn it! Yeah, I I, I gotta separate the band. From the music, but when you go when, there, oh fuck right. yeah, this is disgusting. That's, like, that's what's that's what's tough. I mean, he has a song called "Age Ain't Nothing But a Number." Yeah, you know what and I mean. Her, like, wait a minute, the girl and wrote you know, the album. Yeah. yeah, it's disgusting. So, so I mean, yes, I can separate the man from the music, but when the music is the man, it's it's hard to do that. Especially when you hear my number ah. one, you're gonna have the same controversy. But ah. I, that's my problem. So I I I made the personal decision to not play any R. Kelly at any of my shows anymore, nice. unless it's recorded. Yeah, at a, you know, I I know victims of of sexual child abuse, abuse yeah. and sexual abuse that are very close to me. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing I can't ever understand. You know, and I'm once again I try to be try to do that separation. But when you're saying the stuff you're in the music, you know, your body's the, calling. The, the, the Wait Pied a minute, Piper you know? shit. Yeah. Like when you look into that, like yeah. oh fuck, he's just putting it right yeah. in your fucking. Face. I mean, when when like, we're just geez. talking, if we separate, if we say. You know, we put a different face and person on this music. Yeah. Like, that music in it is by itself alone, like the catalog that he has. Mm-hmm. But it's just hard when you know that the guy that wrote the stuff was doing some of the stuff that he's talking about. Right. Right. And that's and where my issue is. In your face. Yeah, right. that's where my issue is. I feel you. So, I, I feel but I've got to respect it. I mean, from a musician to musician, yeah. like, you, when you, like I said, when you take that away. Yeah. And I think that's why I'm able to separate it because artist tone the boss is way different from Antonio. Absolutely, like, absolutely. So th- but you're also not a pedophile writing music about pedophilia, <laughs> at, essentially. At yeah, you know what I mean? Like, most of my music comes from me escaping yeah, and becoming exactly. an artist. Absolutely. And all my gangster music. Absolutely. Obviously, I'm not a gangster out here living yeah. this street, the street life and shit. Yeah. Uh, but but <laughs> I did drop an album that was personal to me, the yeah. Antonio yeah. album, uh, which fantastic album by the way. Thank you. Yeah, fantastic. Thank That's the one I was. I was. Yeah. yeah, we talked about it, but yeah, I that was the one. That, man. that was the one. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, because so many, and I just I mean no disrespect once again, but so many I know local artists want to take their music seriously, but they're doing it in their own bubble. Yeah. Right. Like it's it's good music to them. Mm-hmm. You know what you do is you make good music. Period. Like, point blank, period. Like, it's good for everybody. It's (laughs) not just good for an Iowa artist, right? Thank you, man. You know, um, you have some songs that I could see on the top 40. You know, I could hear it on the top 40. You know, most people just say, oh, well, I'm doing good for Iowa or Cedar Rapids. You should never set the bar there. Yeah, you just don't don't limit yourself. You know what? And like I said, I'm, I'm just picking gems up from you, but I think that's my issue with DJing. Like, I know I'm a good Iowa DJ. Yeah, but yeah. I'm not trying to be 
a great DJ worldwide. Right, right, right. But when it comes to rap, and like you said, I need to correlate. The, yeah. The, it's all music. Yeah, it's all so music. So when it comes to rap, I need to be the best rapper better than Jay-Z, Lil Wayne. Absolutely. Those are the people I'm looking at right. to beat, not other Iowa artists. Right. You know, like, and that's, I mean, you got to start somewhere. I get yeah. it. So, like, hey, you see your competitor, your yeah. peers are your competitors, yeah. you know? Um, so I got to beat you guys before I can get to those. But yeah. I, I've always known your goal. Yeah, it's always been that. It's there. never been local. And with to DJs, with guys. DJing, you know, that's one thing I respect about you as far as that's concerned is that you you know exactly your place. Mm-hmm. Right. And you're not mm-hmm. trying to be something you're not. Oh. You're not. You're not using Spotify saying you're a real DJ. Mm-hmm. Not to say anybody that's doing that is not, <laughs> but kind of. We're going to um, have to break this episode into yeah, two we parts. Are, we so are. Part we one are. is stepping out and standing out. Yeah. Part two is no disrespect. Yeah, I mean, yeah, no disrespect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's, it's definitely a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so my number one, if you haven't already got the hints, um, Michael Jackson. Um, so if you know me, that was... When I first started DJing, people knew me for two reasons. They knew that I could dance, and they knew that I loved Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. And my obsession with Michael Jackson really started in about 2008. That late? Yeah. I had known Michael Jackson before. I had heard Billie Jean. I had heard these songs. When you mentioned in the beginning of the episode that, um, which will now be episode one, you mentioned that you you grew up dancing to music videos. I imagine those videos were Michael Jackson. They were. Thriller. Okay, okay. In particular. Yep, that's what I thought. So my dad had a VHS of... uh, of Michael Jackson's Dangerous Tour from Budapest when he performed there. And Michael was such a theatrical performer that he would put magic into his... He would put, you know, like the thriller thing was he disappeared at one point. He flew off to Man in the Mirror at the end in a jetpack, or at least the illusion was there that he did. Um, So I would, like, literally stare at that. But it didn't cause an obsession. What really caused an obsession is I was working for a local... HVAC company um, called Climate Engineers, yeah. and I was already a super outcast. You know, I'm half black. I like rap music where everybody else likes, yeah. you know, hard rock um, or or like '80s rock. Yeah. Um, I don't fish. I don't hunt. You know, which is all they wanted to talk about. Yeah. You know, I don't drink a lot of beer, which is all they wanted to talk about. Yeah. So I already felt like an outcast. But one thing that happened. So I was working at the shop at the time. This is like right around 2008, um, and every I think between 12 and one o'clock mm-hmm. um the radio it was an oldie station but they would take a year in history and play the top 10 songs of that year yeah so one year they did 83 1983 and that was the year mj was everywhere mm-hmm. thriller had just came out billy jean came on mm-hmm. uh, it was the number one song at the time so i heard the song as an adult for the first time and really paid attention to it. And I was yeah. like, this is <laughs> He was dealing with real life phenomenal. shit. Phenomenal. Yeah. And able to make it so commercial yeah. Yeah. and so good. Yeah. And and the sounds that he makes in Absolutely. music, you can't Absolutely. teach somebody right. that. So he, of course, Michael's the goat of it. Someone of else that I almost want to make, if I was to do my personal list, someone I would include is Life Jennings. His life, R&B ooh. got me through like... One I'm of sure. the toughest breakups sure. I've ever listened For to. Sure. It was so relatable, so For good, sure. and that raspy voice it sings so well. But the comparison, and there's really no comparison because Michael's up there. <laughs> well, but, yeah, but the comparison, I will say, one song in particular, his song, uh, Ayo Busy. Yep. He does this weird fucking sound, and as an artist, <laughs> I appreciate it, but Ayo, yeah, yeah, yeah. you can't write that down. <laughs> 
There, that, that is. <laughs> and, and there's know. a few takes before you get. <laughs> a, yeah. It's a ooh. No, that ain't it. Ah, that ain't yeah, it. Yeah. Hey yo yo, and then someone else said, "That's it. That's it. Yep. Fucking do that." Record. So, yeah, but I feel like Michael. <laughs> that sure. shit came natural. It yeah. was the he he's the, all that everything you can't he did talk or teach that. It's so, amazing. So, and then and then on a personal level, me and him, our lives are very, very similar. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like my upbringing, I lost a lot of my childhood, and that's mm -hmm. why I made a lot of mistakes that I made when I was an adult. Yeah. Just like he lost his childhood. Yep, yeah. You, you know? Um, not, but we both came from big families. Yep. You know, he had seven other siblings. Yep. I have nine. Um, we both are black families, you know, which causes, you, as you yeah. know, it, it, you know, I was raised black, even though I'm, I look white, I get it. Um, <laughs> But it was it was those type of things where I felt Damn. once I heard Billy Jean and I went back into the history and I learned all this yeah. stuff about him, I was like, This is my dude. And That's then the music so just speaks dope. for itself. And and it's songs that I never really Joe's got Witnesses. In touch we both with. grew up as Joe's Witnesses as well. I, I so a song I never really not cared for but didn't appreciate as much is like black or white so yep. that's something you would appreciate yep. have you seen my childhood yep. didn't care for that song yep. that's something you yep. can relate to that's that's yeah. fuck, i love i always try to say music is the one universal language that yeah. we all speak yeah. and i love that song touched percent. you yeah. certain ways oh yeah that 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 didn't necessarily get me but i felt like i had the same appreciation yeah. for michael one of the I songs one that. of the songs you mentioned you are not alone it was funny because we had a dog die in like 95 yeah. and we where we buried that dog we played you are not alone oh yeah i will cry on so that was right now. that was that yeah. was um one of those moments like i said yeah. we have moments where we remember certain music, things and yeah. especially with me yeah. um michael was such you know my mom loved michael Every, they were in that era you know yeah. that's one thing i wish i was old enough but not old enough i'm glad i'm not but if i was old enough to see how big he really got mm -hmm. you know when he was more famous he than jesus you know what i mean yeah. um <laughs> But then coming from a childhood star, the only thing, you know, I like to say the only thing, you know, I, I do dance. I think mm -hmm. I'm really good at it. But mm -hmm. um, the only thing that me and him don't have in common is is he can sing and dance a lot better than me. Right. <laughs> yeah. But otherwise, like I said, growing up as a George Lunas, yeah. he did that. I did that as well. Yeah. Um, so all these different things just and then the music, the yeah. music itself. I mean, man, in the, throw man on the mirror on. Yeah. Tell me one person that doesn't know every word to that right. song. You know what I mean? <laughs> So um, he just reached so many people yeah. um, with his music, yep. you know, yep. and then so many people have such a bad connotation to his legacy. And that's that's I unfortunate. I love that they debunk that yeah, bullshit yeah, documentary. Thousand like, percent. How the fuck does that even come out? Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, oh, they lied. Why fucking yeah. delete Duh. this shit then? Yeah. Get rid of this shit. Don't yeah. fucking. I didn't even watch it. I'll be honest. I didn't, I didn't even watch either, that. But because... I, I watched all the news behind yeah. it. I watched yeah. Oprah go in on it and all that yeah. shit. And then it came out. I was like, oh, she better issue the biggest fucking right. apology. Absolutely. Like, that shit just See, makes so, me so, so Some people might mad. listen to this and think, oh, why is he going to hate on R. Kelly but not Michael Jackson? Well, one is because Michael didn't talk in his music about the the accusations that yeah. were there and yeah. plus two those were only accusations yeah. he'd be you know he never got convicted he never exactly one <laughs> r kelly's in jail right yeah. now because he, of what he did and his documentary is all victims and it's for straight real, up and they, real they can realness prove. absolutely yeah, yeah. So, i did watch his documentary yeah, me too i i needed to hate him because i loved his music absolutely. so much yeah, and yeah. it was a big part and, of my and life I do, you know it, it's a hard thing for me too mm -hmm. i mean the one song that i would even cave on possibly is remix to ignition because I, it's not talking about step in the name of the love for step, me. Step like, in the name that could be one too. That could be one too. Yeah. Yeah. It has to be requested for me though. Yep. Yep. Like specifically, if yep. somebody says 
play R. Kelly. I'm, eh, it's yeah. a personal decision. I don't play yeah, R. Kelly. But if you, got but if you song, say yeah. those two songs, then I'll, I'll be likely and, to and play throw them. in like a 20 or 50. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> tips are very appreciated. Yeah. <laughs> right. No, no. But, but yeah, yeah, so I, those are the ones, and you know, maybe that's a, a little tidbit of, of yeah. information. But those there are some, like, it's hard because he was such a big part of my life, too. I grew yeah. up listening to him. And mm -hmm. then once I found out, you know, his influence on MJ or his influence on Aaliyah or his influence on, you know, all these other artists, yeah. you know, he has, yep. you know, his DNA all yeah. over. Yeah. Like, how could you not? But then to hear everything yep. that happened and for it to be yep. true and yep. him to get convicted, it was like, man, like, yeah, what a legacy destroyed destroyed and and so it's funny i'll relate this to this and then we'll transition to the last part of the podcast sure, this sure. is the greatest this is definitely the greatest episode i've had <laughs> Thank i you. love this this is my <laughs> yeah. favorite right. uh but the, the similarity is uh i'm a big wrestling guy uh hulk hogan was my nerd. fucking hero whatever <laughs> I, i'll be that nerd nerds are cool now by the it way is, it is trendy it is very trendy to be a nerd uh, now I, I love wrestling and sure. uh, i grew up hulk hogan was my my icon my hero and to hear him go on that rant Dropping the N word. Yeah. Have you heard it? Yeah. I had to listen to it that because was he was. Crazy. I own every action figure. I own the Ugh, doll. The, man. I watched every movie and like oh, to lose to see all this time to you. I'm I'm a fucking nigger. Like yeah. oh my my daughter's fucking the nigger and this like yeah. that hurts so fucking I bet, much. Man. Like I was destroyed and I fucking hate him. Like uh, he was in Florida during my wedding at his store and like. I would have gave anything as a child to go see Hogan. Absolutely. And it's like, fuck, dude. If I see him, I should spit on him. Like, yeah. fuck you, bitch. That's, like, that's you tough, betrayed man. me. Like, I would have invested so much in you and who you are yeah. and to know that I'm less than a person. So this is something I did want to talk about. I was like, maybe we'll do another episode, but this one's going to be like two or three episodes. Yeah. So, you know, you being biracial and growing up, it, I, we won't go into the situation, but there's something that I will never, ever lose respect for you, no matter what happens between me and you and <laughs> how they try to pin us against each other. But there was one time where you stood up for me in a racial situation, and it meant the world to me. And it also showed me that I also need to stand on shit. Because a lot of times in the entertainment industry, I do have to like take it to the chin. It's like, fuck, this is business. Right. I have to be professional PR. I can't react. And, and and there was a time you've even stood up and defended me. And we won't go into that time, but I just want you to know how much I appreciate that as a black man, Absolutely. Uh, as somebody that looks to you as a mentor sure. and, and as guidance. And since then, I've made changes and uh, addressed situations where normally it's like, it's just business. I got I to gotta deal with this. Uh, like, for instance, and we'll bring it back to DJing, and then I want your comments sure. on it. Uh, I don't play Gold Digger by Kanye West. Do you know why? Because everybody will say that word. Everyone. That's why I play the clean, clean version. That that makes it worse. I, well, because when it, it pauses does, and they still it. do it, and there's a lot of Beckys and Karens yeah. in that crowd, nothing hurts more. Yeah. And I got to continue to entertain this fucking audience. <laughs> yeah, that's tough. That shit hurts. That, so I yeah. refuse to play that record that. for that reason. Uh, but I've been in parties where you can hear everyone saying it. Yeah. Like, I don't even want to. I, I want to close my eyes right now, but I can hear your voice isn't yeah. of the right color to be saying that. And that's yeah. That's the, there's one song that I don't. Uh, I don't like to play, and it's play that funky music, white boy. You don't like to play that because I'm not I white. Love that. But it, it would you have know, a different effect on you because I'm, people I'm have confused people, you. People, I wouldn't confuse you, but right, right. people have. So yeah, I wouldn't even want to yeah, entertain that's, that. Uh, that's interesting because I'm so I'm so. I grew up black. Yeah. You know, I know yeah. I look white, but I grew up black. Yeah. And and there's not nobody in the world that can tell me different. Mm. 
Um, and I'm unapologetically black too. Mm -hmm. Like I, I'm proud of my black qualities. I'm proud of my white qualities as well, but my black qualities, and and I don't mean to get stereotypical with it, but I think a lot of my best qualities are my black side, Mm -hmm. if I can say that. Um, but I also think because I definitely have a different perspective on race because I am so light Mm -hmm. that, and I said light with an L, not white. <laughs> um, I am so light that white people will say whatever they want to say around me. I've had situations where they they've said, the yeah. Or oh, they've, no. So, so here's a situation where you might not know. So I worked for Climate Engineers um, when they were doing the renovation of Kinnick, yeah. when I did the new press box and all that. I worked yeah. on that job with them. The general contractor, so this is a very, very white-dominated trade right yep. all trades are white dominated <laughs> let's um, call it what it is <laughs> yeah let me just be honest it's not a place for a minority really even though it pays well like i was making 19 bucks an hour at the age of like 20 mm-hmm. you know good money yeah i thought um in third year apprentice if i would have stayed one more year i would have been making 35 dollars an Jesus. hour you know but on this job, not only was I having, I was to eat lunch with people that were calling. So the, the general contractor was literally from Africa. Mm-hmm. So he had the accent. He was literally from there. Yeah. So I heard things like porch monkey. I heard what? things like, yep, all this shit that they were saying about him because he's black. <sighs> so, so at some point, and then not only that, but I can't even, you know, go to the bathroom without seeing the N word written all over the porta potties. Oh, you know? hell no. So at one point it was like, I'm not going to sell myself mm-hmm. or sell my soul just to make some money here. Yep. So I ended up quitting that job, like I said, yep. eight months away from being $35 God an hour. Damn. Now it would probably be closer to $40, 45 yeah, yeah. Um, But it was it was not worth it for me. I'm I'm not. And then, there, you know, when I worked for DirecTV, there was a time where um, I was in somebody's house. And actually, I remember this vividly because Shamar Haynes mm-hmm. um, had post. I posted something and he posted it back asking me what I meant. So... I was at this place and I was I it was a service call so I was just fixing something at yeah. his house. Um I had to have him go on customer service and call them about something. Yeah. Um and they sort outsourced all their customer service to India or something like that. Yeah. So once again, I get I found out that black people can tell I'm black, but white people don't know the difference, yeah. right? Um so in this house it was a white guy, an older white guy. Yeah. Um and it was a mobile home, which I guess doesn't necessarily matter. But um, anyways, he gets on the phone with these people, and he can't understand what they're saying because they're talking in their accent or whatever. So he's getting super frustrated. Um, and I'm just doing my job. I was really good at what I did. Um, I, I think I won tech of the year that year. But anyways, um, as I was walking out, he said the N-word about – and not, and not to me, but in regards to the person on the phone. Yeah. Not knowing, you know – and we can get political – yeah. about it cuz i do think trump kind of made that okay <laughs> unfortunately yeah um compared to obama like the racists were kind of more hidden yeah, whereas absolutely. trump kind of He's opened like that can of worms it. almost yeah, yeah. um but it kind of stopped me for a second when he said that and it made me like should i defend myself mm-hmm. what should i do at yeah. the same time i'm wearing direct tv all yeah. my clothes yeah, so i kind of took it to the chin <sighs> and walked out and then i got in my the, the van yeah. and I posted on Facebook and I said, sometimes I wish I was just a little bit darker, mm. you know, um, not tan, but, mm-hmm. but just darker where yeah. people, no matter white, black, 
whatever yeah. you are, you could tell yep. that I'm black. Yep. You know, um, and Shamar Haynes said something like, what do you mean by that? Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, I just had this situation where because yeah. I'm lighter yeah. that people think they can just say stuff like that around me yeah. and not know. Because yeah. I don't want to announce to everybody, hey, by the way, guys, yeah, um, this person, you know, you are by the way, I'm, I'm black. You know, yeah, my dad's yeah. darker than black, um, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, my mom just won the gene pool, evidently. Or um, so it's 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 definitely a, a thing that I just felt like in in your situation it was it was I felt like not only were they just this person was disrespecting me, but they were a guest on the podcast and they were disrespecting. They were saying something controversial about a very controversial yeah. and and this person was white, yeah. so that you don't have a, you shouldn't have an opinion, yeah. especially a controversial opinion about slavery. Yeah. Um, like I said, we don't have to get into details, but 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 it was it was a very um, it was a it was more or less like I wanted to make a, a point that it was wrong, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, and I hope that I, that that's what I did. Yeah. So yeah, to know that it made, reached out, apologized. Yeah, and, reached out. And that, yeah, that was yeah, why it was easy for me to take it to the chin because it's like, oh, I know this person. I know they're not racist. Right, right, know, right, right. Blah blah blah. So right. I, I didn't take offense to it. You know, they were just speculating. But there are some conversations where you. Shouldn't have a say. They're just you, yeah. Don't have a say with me. Yeah, don't right. choose this time to be the time that you have. Well, that's a say why. With. That's why I was. So. <laughs> that was almost way, way bad way to say that. But you know, when George Floyd happened, right? Um, that was, in in a weird way, um, I I would never be glad that something like that happened. But I was glad that something promoted white people to ask questions. Yeah. Right. I felt like I talked to more white people about race and how I felt and how we think yeah. that before the more before than any of my life. Yeah. You know, nobody ever asked me, you know, how I felt about what happened, yeah. you know, to Trayvon Martin or yeah. what happened to Rodney King or, yeah. or you know, yeah. list goes on and on. But yeah. that was the first time people were like, yo, I want to have a conversation with you about how I should feel or what I should be doing. Yeah you know, am I thinking the wrong way? And these are all white people. And it was like, this is the first time. So it almost was, I don't want to say a blessing in disguise because obviously rest in peace. Um, but it was, I had a lot of much needed, I had much needed conversations that needed to be had. Yep, you know, you might've had the same thing where you oh, were talking yeah. to people more yep. than you had ever done before. Yep. Cause this, yep. uh, this stuff happens every week, yeah. it seems like, but that was the first time that it was like, wait a minute, I want to sit yeah. you down and have this conversation yep. with you. They were open to the conversation. Yeah. Yeah. People were asking, and they were just what, listening better. You yeah, know, they're finally hearing. Yeah. They're they finally listening. Man right. Losing his life by it, yeah. his neck being set. on. So in a weird way, you know, it had to happen. And like I said, I'm not glad that it did, but it, it kind of had to happen for us to be able to have those human conversations because we all are human. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, slavery and racism is, is a part of the history. Mm -hmm. But um, I think that went a step in the right direction. And yep. we got thousand steps to go. Yeah, but, absolutely. but I think it was a huge moment in our history as far as turning that narrative around a little bit. Man, this was everything I wanted it to be <laughs> and more. We got one more thing sure. to lighten the mood. It's going to be fun, interesting. <laughs> so I'm going to probably put the top five in episode one, and this will be episode two. Okay. This is called This or That. I need to make some theme music for that. I don't have theme music for this or that yet. I, I hear Jeopardy or something. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> or like circus music. I don't know. <laughs> They're probably like, how the fuck are these guys going for two hours? Yeah, yeah. This was... I couldn't have cut this short. And, like, 
I was like, fuck, we're going to have to come back just to talk. But no, we, we yeah. got it. And I, I think and hey, I'm more than willing what, to be on this more. Next is, yeah, yeah, is us doing one together. Yeah, sure, sure. When you start yours, please have me on as a yeah. guest. I absolutely. Do you know my friend Sarah Van Cleve? Um, I saw you posted about her. I don't. You I don't think I recognize her. her. Uh, she is biracial and has the same views as you about a lot of things. And uh, she was adopted. Oh, and uh, she runs. You dated her at one point, right? I did. We were gonna leave that out. He said, "Let's just cut the shit." Were you guys doing? The- <laughs> I just proven that I read the post. You <laughs> okay, know, perfect, I just perfect. being one of those guys that say, I, I saw the post. <laughs> Look, I'm like she's a yoga instructor. Yeah, yeah. And love of my life, and uh, <laughs> but no, she's uh, she's somebody I really want you to meet and uh, and just have a conversation with. But yeah. she has a really good podcast about race and um, uh, just everything and, yeah. and, and, and awesome. a little bit of politics and stuff. So I, okay. I, I want to get you guys in a room together and sit down and chat. And yeah, I've been meaning happens. to come to one of your shows, too. Obviously, you know, yeah. I have weddings and gigs and oh, stuff that I'm doing. But yeah. but um, the, the 106 and oh, they're so much the T-106, uh, so those, much I bet they are. Yeah. So I've been meaning to come to one, one of those. Well, if um, I can afford you, I'll definitely book you to. Uh, well, I mean, not as a D- just as a guest. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. I don't need to necessarily DJ. Well, um, I think it'd be cool to have you. Yeah, in, in yeah. That I, way I'm always down to play the, some music, okay, but cool. but um, <laughs> I think because 106 and Park was such a monumental yes. m- part of my life. Yeah, you know, so oh, you yeah, to, for you to do that was really cool. Yeah. Um, one thing maybe I'll mention to you, I think it would be fun to do is is do like lip sync battles. Oh. Um, I know. I think that's Commando fun with karaoke, though. You know how I feel about karaoke. Well, <laughs> at least now we're not ruining the music. Facts. You know, yeah. it's, it's you, the music. You don't have to, you don't yeah. have to sing. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's just who can perform the yeah. song better. You know, or who comes up with the costumes and. What I really want to do for local artists is versus. Versus. I love the versus concept, and uh, I Man. think if we did that on a local level, I think that would help promote people. It'd yeah. be fun. But I'd rather participate than run it. Yeah, and it, ten- it seems like I always have to fucking run it. Cause it'd no be one hard. Else does. To, it'd be hard to do it. Yeah, I mean, we uh, should brainstorm it. Yeah, I think it's, that it's, shit would be. There's, fun. there's definitely something in that. But yeah, I know yeah. Commando at one point was gonna be putting, was doing something, lip sync something, yeah. and it ended up getting canceled at the last minute. Uh, and I was uh, like, man, I really wish you would have done that. I think if we put the right people like me, you, Commando, Brian together, there's really no limitations. See, but I'm I'm throwing this out there that I think there's nobody out there that can out lip sync me. Mm, that's a challenge. Nobody. Nobody's gonna perform <laughs> these songs better than me. Can you reveal me. what songs you would do? <laughs> oh, um, name one. I mean, um, from I mean Michael Jackson to Nelly to. Look at me now. Drake to yeah. I mean, um, I'd wear the eye the eye bandage for Nelly. I mean, Nelly was my shit when yeah. I was in high school. Yeah. I mean, I know every song of his. Yeah. Um, but that's that's why my name's DJ Verbatim. Yeah. That was one of the reasons why. Not only does it have my name in it, yeah, Tim, but I know lyrics. That was you know when I said it, there was a couple things people knew about me. It was dancing, Michael Jackson, and why do you know all these lyrics? <laughs> yeah. And it's like you know. Songs that I, I I just have a talent of being able to know lyrics after one, two times hearing a song. Yeah. It just happens easily for me. Um, so, yeah, I think that, I'm uh, yeah, I'm throwing the gauntlet down right now that I don't think anybody can out lip sync me. It's out there. It's out there. <laughs> all right, you ready to get to this or Let's that? do it. Let's do it. All I'm right, excited for all it. All right, all right. Never done anything it, like this it, before. It gets crazy. Uh, let's so do it. So it's no real structure. Do you, do you ask the same ones to everybody? I add a couple different ones, but there are a few. You haven't oh. seen it yet, have you? Okay. No, I haven't. Oh, I good. Haven't. It's even more fun when you yeah, don't yeah. know what to expect. 
and I go. Well, all I told you I saw like the version of it on on Drink, Drink Champs, I, and I haven't seen that. That's yeah. so fucking yeah, crazy. Check it I out. gotta see it. He calls it Quick Time with Slime. They bit me, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, of course, you know, of course, of course. Yeah, two damn weeks. it, Nori. <laughs> right. All right, you ready? Yeah, let's do it. All right, you get one word. I will. I may ask you to elaborate on a couple sure, of them. Sure. I was thinking, like, due to time, I probably won't. Uh, I'll ask <laughs> a lot of elaborations, but I may do one or two. Sure. No both, no pass, just pick one. Okay. All right. Humble or prideful? Mm, that's tricky. Uh, I know one word, I know. Um, I'm going to say humble. Nice. Streams or followers? Followers. Cheat on your girl or get cheated on? Mmm, that's <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Is pass an option? Not uh, at all. Um, I'm going to say... Damn. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're fucked up for this one. Uh, I'm just say cheat on your girl. Thank you. Thank you. No one says it, and I think they're trying to be politically correct. I think so too. Everyone says no. I'd rather get cheated on. I make good music when I get cheated on. Fuck that. I mean, fuck it. Nope. I yeah, hate when people give that answer. I would yeah, not. I'm, I'm not saying get cheated on. Fuck that's such a selfish. That. I, it's a selfish reason why I said that, but at the same hey, time, same. hey, we're human. It's the truth. Yeah, we all have a little selfishness. Yeah. I don't want to fucking get cheated on. For sure. <laughs> all right. What's more important, who you know or what you know? Who you know? Mm. Monogamy down, I think. or polygamy? Monogamy. You got one person the rest of your life. So, polygamy, you got are we talking about a marriage yeah. marriage level? Yeah. Um, monogamy. Mm, go ahead and elaborate. Um. If we're talking marriage, I think you sh should dedicate your life to one person. You don't think teamwork makes the dream work? <laughs> <laughs> On the side, maybe. <laughs> um, hopefully that marriage allows some polygamous moments. Um, but you'd rather be a moment than a lifestyle? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I, I don't think you can marry. I don't think you can dedicate your life to more than one person. And that's what marriage is, is you're committing your life to one person. Okay. And I don't think you can commit your life to more than one. I think that was a big problem, like, to relate it to my childhood. I think that was a big problem with my parents was we had 10 kids. How do you dedicate enough love to each kid? To each kid? Okay. I was 14 when we had our newborn. Guess who got more attention? Mm, right? I'm going through them. life changes. Yeah. And the newborn's getting all the no attention. Really there to guide and rightfully you. so. Yeah, absolutely. Nobody was they there to show me. Yeah. Right? Well, do they even I mean, yeah, they they need they're more dependent. Yeah. But you might require the same amount of I attention right. a 14 year old and Absolutely. Newborn, so absolutely. You're going through puberty and whatnot. So mm -hmm. so I feel like the same thing with marriage. One girl's hard enough. Mm -hmm. You know, <laughs> let alone I mean, like I said, maybe some polygamous moments. Yeah. Okay. Um, but monogamy, I think when you talk about commitment yeah. of life, yeah. it should be to one person. I feel like you answered the follow-up question I had for that. I was going to ask, do you think you chose monogamy because of your religious upbringing, or did you choose it because being one of ten, you don't feel like you got enough attention? I think, I think you answered I think that with... It could be a little bit of both. I okay. mean, I did grow up a Jehovah's Witness, but I just think being in the wedding industry, I had... This year, so far, 32 opportunities to see what real love is about, so right? Mm -hmm. And I couldn't imagine, when you talk about commitment, mm -hmm. like the actual definition of commitment, you can't commit yourself to more than one person in your life. If you're committed on being married, yeah. there's no way you can be married to more than one person. 
There's no way mm. to commit your life to more than one person. There's a zero percent chance. Okay. What, what can I ask? What you think? Uh, if I get to choose, uh, probably monogamy, and that's and it's crazy because I was about to say maybe it's because I've been married, but no, I mean the marriage didn't work. I'm divorced now, uh, but I still feel like that one person is. I, I believe in the fairy tale. You do shit, okay. The all right. All right. The better half. So for some reason, I had some. On. I had some idea that you were going to be like a polygamist because yeah, I've I already want, been I married. Want all the Fuck that marriage. Fuck shit. marriage. <laughs> no, no, I still <laughs> okay. At some point, and I'm like not even dating anybody. Yeah, like, I'm so turned here. off from. Same here. <laughs> relationship I'm just busy. Right now. I just ain't got time. Yeah, and you, know, you can relate. And I feel that it's just not fair for yeah, me to right. try to commit myself and say I'm just gonna be with you. I, I ultimately think I'm doomed. To be mm, completely honest, with the DJ industry. Yeah. Well, no, with a relationship. You know, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm wondering if I'm. Music was my first love. Yeah. Um, it's the only thing I've really, <laughs> you know, God. dedicated myself to. We're so similar. You know. So yeah. how how. Is is there ever gonna be a time in my life where music's not my number one? So this is so not where I ever thought this would go. But uh, <laughs> in in my vows in my uh, wedding, uh, I explained that music was my first love, and then at the time, the woman I married was my embodiment of music, mm. and I, I my vows were comparison to her and music and how she made me feel, how music made mm. me feel, and which is also the reason I took so much time off from my big bang days to go with yeah. the management because I didn't need the music. The music used to feed me. Right. And then I had a woman that embodied everything that I loved about music. So Dope. I feel like one day you'll find that woman yeah. that makes you feel how music feels. That's the one. I think, <laughs> yeah. And I think that's, you know, that was a problem in my last relationship. Not only that was, but I was learning how to run a business. I didn't know how much yeah. time it was going to take away mm -hmm. And she, I couldn't give her the time that she, she wanted, deserved even. that she deserved. It, but we have our um, first love. It's almost yeah. like I'm cheating on you with the music, and I'll do it right in front. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. This is yeah. my first. Most and people, I made, I've made it clear to women, and yeah. it's so disrespectful. Most people don't like, understand it though. Yeah. You don't understand like what music has done for us, mm -hmm. especially as black kids. Yeah. Um, it's it's hard to relate. You know, there's some people that are I in music industry that this can't. It's, it's hard. It's and hard. And I can't ask you to understand now, it. You just have to, or you don't. I made a lot of problem you know i was a big problem in my relationship too don't get me wrong there was other things that i yeah. was doing that i shouldn't have done yeah. but at the same time um it's it's it, the overarching thing is that i feel like is is anybody gonna ever take the place of music in my life i don't know it can happen um and, and like i said I, even, I appreciate you saying even that even my me failed hope, marriage you know? i can say there was such a good time. I don't regret my marriage at all, even good, though it good. didn't work. Right. Like, there was a perfect time in life that was unreal. Sure. Like, sure. I felt like that was living the American dream, but it was also I was following the rules of society of Absolutely. buying the biggest house I could, yeah. buying the nicest car, you know, yeah. having the family at home and not chasing my dreams, just working a nine to five. Mm. Since leaving that, this is like chapter two of my life. Right. And I, I, I won. I had it all. Yeah. And it just wasn't. Right, it wasn't enough, and there was a lot of outside factors that of fucked up what I had, so I couldn't even enjoy it the way that I should have. But I'm grateful for it, yeah. and I'm grateful for the new life that I have, Good. and it's so fucking fun and Good. exciting. Uh, I just went to Jamaica, and this is my first time out of the country seeing Yeah, I saw that, And yeah. it's so different. I didn't expect it to be so different, it, but it's like, <laughs> I don't have to look and say, hey, are you hungry? Hey, you want to go out? Hey, I'm feeling yeah. tired, but yeah. I'll go out if you want to. Yeah. I fucking crashed when I wanted. I ate what I want, yeah. drank what I want, and it, it's it's a different life and experience yeah. 
just being single, it's, being able to focus on your business. It's tough. It's tough being responsible for somebody else's happiness for me. It is very, you know, hard. that's, that's something. And, I, and, I, and, and with, you know, with your upbringing, like yeah. that's so important to you yeah. too. I, I know it is because yeah. it's like, fuck, you know, I didn't get all the attention that I, right. I needed growing up. So I gave my life away for, for 19 years of my life. Mm-hmm. And for to be in a relationship and having to and you know it's taken me growth and maturity to kind of realize where I'm at now but um I always told you know people that when I was 19 it was like I was being born again because now I see the real life through my own eyes I moved out of the house and now I'm seeing everything yeah with my own eyes so now so I'm so when I was 34 I'm I'm at a 15 year old age Mm -hmm. you know like I'm learning stuff that 15 year olds are learning you know um, and still to this day, yeah. I'm still learning things mm-hmm. that I probably should have learned yep. back then, yep. you know, so it just goes to show you. And then obviously once you get older, you kind of think about mortality and you realize you're not going to be on this world for long, yep. you know, so you want to, you know, now it's just about chasing my dreams and what yep. I want and then getting to a place where I'm comfortable with, yep. with my life. But in, in the process of going through a breakup and then starting a business, I've, I've, you know, for those 15 years um, after being 19 and moving out of my house, I was trying to find myself, mm-hmm. you know, um, I would do things like, you know, I thought music was going to fill voids or I mm-hmm. thought, I thought um, other things were going to fill these voids that I had lost out on and nothing was girls, yeah. you know, partying, mm-hmm. drinking, mm-hmm. you know, all these things, nothing was filling those voids. And then I became a business owner yeah. and that made me feel complete. Yeah. You know, that That's was so what, dope. Gave me that final puzzle that I've been yes, looking for yep, for so long. Yep, yep. Um, and yeah, eventually, hopefully, I do find somebody yeah. you know um, that you know can accept me for me, yeah. um, and that I can be myself towards. That's been a big problem for me is is living kind of double lives because yeah. that's what I've had to do my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, so living a two sided life. Yeah. Um, was just kind of natural and yeah. what I had to do. Oh, pretend that I'm this and when I'm really exactly. this or whatever. Yeah. Um, yes, it caused me to, you know, uh, to be, uh, um, to make mistakes and whatnot. But mm-hmm. hopefully someday, you know, I do feel like I'm a better, the best version of myself in my entire life as we speak today. That's so dope. That's so dope, man. Proud of you and everything you've been through. And yes, sir. Super Thank honored you. to know you and know your journey. Thank you. We are not even yeah, halfway let's, let's go. through let's the go. questions. Let's go. <laughs> We're going to make these quick. What's more important, to be honest or preserve the friendship? Honesty. That should preserve the friendship. <laughs> he said both without saying both. <laughs> All right. Uh, what would you prefer to have, more friends or business partners? Oh, I like this question for you. Damn. <laughs> um, We're going to see how many times we can make them say damn. <laughs> man. Yeah. Friends I wish you would have sent these partners. to me before. I know. That's the, it kills <laughs> the know, fun. I know. I know. Um, I'm going to say friends because those could become your business partners. <laughs> That's That wasn't both, so I'll give you that. Yeah, yeah. That was that was good. All right. Uh, what's more important to you, street cred or business rep? Business rep. Believe it or not, I've had a few uh, street creds, and it blows my mind. Like, why? That, Who wants that? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've, I've never been a street – like you. Like, yeah. I've never been a street dude. I've never – I mean, you know – I still get respect from people that yeah. I grew up with, and that's yeah. good enough for me. Yeah. You know, yeah. um, I don't need Shit, the street dudes come up to me yeah. and show respect. So yeah. I'm like, okay, cool. I, I'll mean, get isn't right. that street, like, I guess that's street cred. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't. What is street I don't cred care even? If they didn't. Um, yeah. Is it that? Oh, I'm gonna respect you because you'll pull a tool out. Like, <laughs> what is what is street? Um, but yeah, I'll say business rep just because okay. we're mature and older and we're now. Business owners yeah, yeah. too. So yeah. 
All right. Uh, what would you prefer? I think you may have answered this. A tough relationship or having it easy being single? Uh, yeah, got to say easy being single. Okay. Got to say that. I normally say Jordan or LeBron. For you, I'm going to say Jordan or Kobe. Uh, now I'm going to have to ask you a rebuttal question. <laughs> um, are we talking mind. personal or all yeah, time? This, is, this has to be personal. So my favorite player would be Kobe because I've seen more of yeah. his journey. Yeah. So I'd have to go Kobe, but I think Jordan's the best of all time. Okay. I like it. So technically you chose Kobe, but personally, Jordan. yes, okay. he's my favorite. Okay. All right. Uh, when looking for your women, which do you prefer a low body count or experience? Experience. Mm, elaborate. You said that with confidence. Everything yeah. else yeah. you were confused on this one. Experience. <laughs> Show me some things, girl. <laughs> yeah. I mean, cause um, I think that's <laughs> he's trying to be politically correct. Yeah, definitely, Look at him. definitely. I see Wheels you looking turning for right the PR now. Yeah, for sure. What? How do sure. I not offend her? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I think, man. I think every woman, um, I think that's the beauty in every woman is that every one of them is different. It, whether that's sexually. You know, whether that's emotionally, whatever. Um, so, and when I say experience, I don't want them to be a hoe by any means, right? <laughs> Thank you. But, but, you know, I don't want somebody that has a thousand bodies, you know? <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Yeah, Those are but, the answers. But I don't, but, but somebody that has a low body count, like, I don't want to have to be a teacher as well. Oh, you know? okay. All right. All right. So if you could show me and spontaneousness, like if, if they don't have experience, they're not going to be no, spontaneous. And that's kind of the fun of it. You know, yeah. somebody that's going to, well, do yeah. things. <laughs> do them for a moment. You know, yeah, that's kind of fun. Go. That's kind of fun. There we go. Yeah. That, that, see, this is the goal of this is to get you out of the PR. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. Let's really get to know you. <laughs> yeah, 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 right, for sure. All right. What do you believe in? A man pays or you guys go Dutch 50-50? I think that's a case by case situation. Mm, I need one answer. Oh, you're killing Which me. Which do you prefer? Um, Which one's man right? Man pays. Man if, pays. Okay. Yeah. Nope. Don't elaborate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Man pays. Independent women or equal partnership? Mmm. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> that is the goal to get at least one fuck you. Um, <laughs> There's value in both. Yes, but, there is. But you have to pick which you. I'm prefer. gonna. So you said independent women or, or equal partner. Equal partner. I'm gonna have to go equal. Mm, Can that's I elaborate? Interesting. Yeah, yeah, you do. Because <laughs> be, only because you said man pays on the last one, but then equal partnership yeah. versus so, her going out and getting it on her own. So, I'm an alpha. Mm -hmm. You know, I not to say I'm dominant or I'm violent or anything like that, but. I I am an alpha personality. Yeah. Um, and I like a girl that can be independent at moments, mm -hmm. but then also be submissive at moments as well. Yep. So that's why I'm gonna go that route. Okay. Um, with I equal like partnership, because then I, you get a little bit of both. I, I like feel it. like. I like it. This is so great because we got such a professional yeah, yeah. business side. Yeah, yeah. Then we got political, <laughs> and now we get the we get the fun <laughs> shit out of you now. I like it. All right, all right. Uh, this one should be easy. Actually, I mean it varies. Patron or Henny? Neither. Mm. But I I'm not a big drinker. I will say that. So I if haven't I had a lot of either. If I gotta buy you one shot, I would say probably Patron. Right. I know it's 
Probably no, my fine. white side saying no, that. That's okay. I, I recently <laughs> stopped drinking. I'll, I'll yeah, yeah, here, I saw that. Congratulations on that, by the way, man. You. That's crazy. That's I've never been a big drinker, so that's never been like a big part of my life. I didn't think I was no. a big drinker, and I definitely didn't think it was a problem until right. I said, hey, I'm going to stop because I can. And then it's like, fuck, I'm stressed today. I should have a drink. Fuck, that's my train of thought. Like, yeah. Didn't even notice that's tough, until yeah. after stopping. Yeah, so. half the time when you see me drinking, it's just to look the part. Yeah. Like when I'm at a, at a DJ gig or something. Yeah. I definitely don't like drinking because I think it affects my. It does. Way of, I didn't think it did that for yeah. me at all. Like, but I think because I'm sober, I'm willing to take more chances sure. and trust myself yeah, more. And absolutely. I've been doing. Honestly, I'm doing better sober DJing. But yeah. usually, people tip me in shots and drinks and shit. So then it. I'm just going safe. Like I'm yeah. not gonna try certain transitions and blends because right. I'm like eh, I'm under the influence. Right. This might sound like shit. 100%. But when I'm sober, I'll try it. And then when it works, it's like oh I should have right. been doing that. Right, like, right. No, I feel but, you. Yeah, like so I will. I can go a whole night with just one drink nice. just to look just to look yeah, the part. Just to already have. I'm not, I've never been the guy that's like hey I've had a tough day at work I need to go home and get a drink. And respect to those yeah, people that can. I but that I just don't like the taste of alcohol. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, it's, it's not, not good. good. It's not really good. I mean I like to when I'm drinking it's usually because I'm celebrating some thing yeah. or and i'm going all in like yeah. i'm gonna deal with the three-day hangover because i'm not 97 <laughs> yeah. years yeah. old now yeah. <laughs> um but yeah I'm, I'm just not a big drinker but i would probably say patron just because okay. i've probably drank that more than i've drank hennessy okay uh what's more important shock value or repeat value on what level um, are, we, are we talking would you rather leave an impression or be the person that they like they, they can count on to? See, count on, like, it almost you have to say count on if you say oh, it that way. Okay, but my it's bad, more, my bad. Like, so for music, it's like, do you do one song that really sets the chart and lasts the okay. test of time, or do you have continuous songs? Sure. But, you know, you always have to. It's funny because when you mentioned that, the first thing I thought of going back to what we were talking about earlier Eminem, Shock Value, that's his rap. Like, mm -hmm. Kill You yep. was like that shit, yep. you know? Um, so I would say. I definitely, I definitely always want to leave an impression, so I'd probably say that. So, uh, so shock, shock value. value. Interesting. Nice. I like that. Um, I always tell people this one determines our friendship and if we can hang out after this <laughs> podcast. Are you ready? <laughs> this is the toughest question I probably have. Oh, okay. All right. Poncheros or Chipotle? Oh, this is hands down easy. For me, Poncheros. Thank you. It's my boy. Thousand percent. We're going to get some punch on me. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually never had Chipotle it's because I like trash, punch so much. Don't have it. Well, for the longest I, time, I, they didn't I, even have queso. And I was man. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? What? <laughs> Do you mean? Don't call this a burrito. <laughs> I, think, I think from what I've heard that Chipotle may have like better ingredients, like individual ingredients, yeah. but the tortilla... At Ponchero's is better. You can't. Is what people that, say. Bro. That, that and their queso is fire. Oh my god! And and like if you don't like Ponchero's, it's your fault. It's yeah, not yeah. them. Like, right, right, shit, right, 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 right. Yeah, for so, sure. Now okay. I will say you can catch Ponchero's on bad days where people ain't rolling it yeah, right yeah, or yeah. or you know. Yeah, I, go, I, I get a big ass burrito. Me too. So my shit be leaking. And Me too. I, I just take it. That's part it is of the what game. it is. It's like when you go to Popeyes and get attitude. Like, that, yeah, yeah, but the chicken was fire. Like you, you had to like. It's a side with attitude. Yeah, yeah. They didn't cook it right if you. I probably go to Ponchero's like twice a week, probably. Same. So yeah, I just love that delicious. place. Yeah, Same. that's awesome. We are best friends. Did we just become best friends? <laughs> we, yeah. So much room for activities. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, what's more important? I think I know your answer, but I'm interested. Over plan or go with the flow? Over what? Over plan or go with the flow? Go with the flow. I'm very flow Get guy. Out. Yeah, I'm very I flow. Imagine you were over plan. No. Um, I mean, like, like do, in a do wedding setting. Do you freak setting, out when shit goes wrong? No. 
That's, really? That's, that's, no, because I'm experienced and I know okay. how to handle it, right? Okay. Um, like I said, that wedding that I did um, where the caterer was really late. Yeah. Like, the bride was freaking out. But yeah. I took her aside and I said, hey, don't let this ruin the rest of your day. Yeah. I'm going to handle it. Don't wow. worry about it. Damn. Like, And she put that in my review. When she put, oh, like nice. she said, Tim, handle it, even though we had, un, you know. Yeah. So I'm very much, I tell him, I'm not a timeline Nazi. I'm okay. not trying to, you know, 702, we need to do toast. Yeah. No, let's see the room, and, what the room is. And being and organized flow. doesn't mean you overplan. No, right, but right. you are very organized, um, so I did imagine yeah. that you would overplan. I, I do, I think I do, but I I think what I what I value more is is my ability to just go with the flow. Yeah. I think that's what people value Navigate, more as well. Navigate, troubleshoot, yeah. and get through it. Yeah. That's, that's fucking dope. Good answer. All right. Uh, what do you prefer, text or phone calls? Text. Me too. All right. Uh, Kanye or Jay-Z? Kanye. Even if you've never been, L.A. or New York? I'm a Laker fan. Hmm. L.A. LA it is. Windows or Mac? Actually, going back to that... <laughs> Um, I've always got a weird vibe about New York. I don't like it. Like, New York. I feel like it's super like claustrophobic. It is. It's dirty, um, it's fast paced. There's it's super a lot fast of paced. In one place. I have been to LA once and it just felt like home. It felt like really? to me, it just felt like LA's maybe because it's fast paced, but it's spread out. Yeah. So yeah, it's different. You don't dense. feel it. Yeah, you um, feel it in New York. Um with LA too, you know, I'm a Laker fan, and at this time I was an Oakland Raider fan. Now they're Vegas, but um so I Every store you go into, you got Laker gear, you, you got, got everything Raider you gear. So yeah. it just felt like home to me. <laughs> okay, okay, dope, dope. Windows or Mac? <laughs> um, obviously talking about computers, or could you say Apple? Nope. Windows or Apple? Nope, because we have um, I don't have a Mac, but I plan on getting one. So I'm going to say Mac. Interesting. Because music is, you have to do it with okay. Macs. iPhone or Android? iPhone. Okay. Not that, that's why I didn't do. Uh, Apple oh, I see what you did. Okay, yeah, yeah. iPhone is superior. Yeah, I don't even date Androids. Yeah, like, ugh, green bubble. <laughs> ugh, I can't talk to you. What, I, what I think that's so ridiculous when people say that. Reply. I, that's a uh, lie. You, you have I mean, to wait. <laughs> it's, it's, that's a lie. I definitely would date an Android, but she'd have to get on my family plan. <laughs> uh, Stone Cold or The Rock? Um, man. Uh, obviously, we we're talking about wrestling, so I'd probably say The Rock. Even though I don't, I'm not very familiar with either one of them, I don't like The Rock as an actor very much. What? But I'm not a big fan. But um, I was never big into wrestling. Um, but it was a time for me to share with my grandpa, so I loved it. Nice. it just the time that I spent, and he would be watching wrestling. Yeah. Um, but I would say probably The Rock. Interesting. Okay. Um, do I want to? I think I'm gonna go different questions on these, so we'll get there. Um, education or field experience? Mm, that's a good one. That's a really good question. Yeah. Um, I I would probably have to say, for what, what I do, probably field experience. You can't educate. You can't go to school for being a DJ. Okay. Yeah. YouTube University don't I count. mean, okay. <laughs> I'm just... Yeah, that, I mean, that does count. But um, I don't think you could learn what not to do as well yeah, if you do that, yeah, you know? Um, yeah. And to be able to react to things that happen on the fly, you need field right, experience. Right, right. Field so. experience, especially with what we do. Now, if you want to be a doctor, then, <laughs> yeah, then you probably need to go to education, <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. Um, and, you know, cop. Yep. In, that, you know, in that case, you might need field experience, you yep. know? Um, so it all depends. But I think for what we do, I think field experience, because that's how I learned. Yeah. You know, I learned out in the field with, with Brian. Okay. Uh, I think I know your answer to this. Nelly or Luda? Nelly. 
Uh, Ed Sheeran or Justin Bieber? Hmm. Dang, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, man, that is real good. Um, uh, I might go. Uh, you don't want to say the wrong answer. I, I can see I mean, this it. was tough. This was tough because <laughs> Justin Bieber's like third album was like fantastic to me, yeah. but his first one was garbage because it was like teeny bopper. <laughs> um, but then Ed Sheeran is consistent. But then he goes out of the. He goes. I'm gonna say Ed Sheeran. <laughs> you were going back and forth. Yeah, that one was tough. That, that was one was great. tough. That, that was, was the tough. hardest question yeah. of all of them. Sure, sure was. <laughs> all right, Dr. Dre or Timberland, making beats. Who are you going to? I got to go with Timberland. Timbo. Respect to Dr. Dre, though. I know your answer for this one, and then we got one last question after. But uh, Michael Jackson or Prince? Michael, hands down. And the last question, cater to you, Chris Brown or Drake? Chris Brown. Elaborate. Um, I think Chris Brown, I feel like Chris Brown is more involved in his music than Drake is. Uh, Drake is a team of yeah, selective he, he, people. Know, Chris Brown does the same thing, too, but I think I he that. has a bigger vision. You know, Chris Brown directs music videos. Chris Brown creates the music videos. He he has the vision of the music. I don't think Drake has as much input in that kind of stuff. And I respect, you know, if you ask me favorite rappers or you ask me favorite artists, it's all people that had a lot to do with how their music was created and, and visualized yeah. and all that. So that's why I like Michael Jackson, because yeah. he wrote all of his biggest songs, yeah. except Man in the Mirror yeah. um, and Rock With You. And um, you are not alone. He, well, he <laughs> helped write that one. Okay. He co-wrote it. But um, but yeah, it was part of a thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, Whereas, you know, rappers, I like Eminem because he helped produce. He was a producer of his music. He's more involved. You know, just like yeah, you he's just more involved. Mariah yeah, over, same uh, thing. Whitney. You know, I, I value I value artists that are more than just the voice. Yep. You know, I value when they're the full more, more about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's probably why I picked Timbaland over Dr. Dre, too. I, I know t Dr. Dre produces a lot of it mm -hmm. and, and, you know, has does his whole thing. Yeah. But, um, the individual, as yeah, the Timberland individual, and everything that he does yeah. versus Dre yeah. is also a team. Now. And I also like maybe think in the beginning days it was just Dre, right, but right. Now we know right. it's a team. And, and I also think Timberland, um, he has done more outside of hip hop than Dr. Dre has. Um, you know, Timberland's been part of rock bands and, and or has produced rock bands and produced you know other genres, whereas. Yeah. Dre, Dre is kind of stuck to hip hop. Although with Eminem, he kind of went out of his box. And, and Dre probably had a bigger impact in hip hop. And he too, did. Though. Yeah, he did. But um, when I, you know, I have a playlist of my favorite songs of all time. Mm -hmm. um, and there's probably like a good 10. If, if I have 20, let's say I have 40 songs on there, probably 15 to 20 of them are produced by Timberland or have him involved in it. Yeah. Compared to Dr. Dre, it's maybe four or five. So. Neptunes, I'd probably put up there too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, that's that's dope. <laughs> that that is it for this or that. That was that fun. Is that was also fun. Also, it for this. Ep we have almost two and a half hours. Damn. My Damn. longest episode. I never imagined going this long. Yeah, that's crazy. Chuck will kill me. He hates when I go over thirty minutes. He's like my silent partner in the brand of Tone to Boss everything. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on my ass, but he's my biggest supporter. And, I love and, that and you guys are still. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, uh, it's fucking dope. great. But uh, I haven't seen him in a minute. He's super family. Yeah, but say, he's like the homebody now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, shout out to Chuck, shout man. Out, big shout out. I to have Chuck. to see him soon. <laughs> Definitely. We all man. go so back so far. I mean, it's even crazy. though we may not have known each other individually, but I mean, we both went. You know, MCK. Yes, sir. You know, um, I don't know. Did you go to Johnson? No, nah, you, know, I you, you didn't that. go to Johnson. Nope, I, I um, moved here, McKinley, sixth grade. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, I mean, middle school, high school, like we yeah. all were. You know, I think I was maybe a grade or two above you guys, but yeah. um, much respect for everything you guys have brought to the Thank you. the industry, brought to Cedar yeah. Rapids. And you know what you guys you. have done and for it. I love it. that so. we've made a music Iowa music scene. Yeah, for sure, like, for sure. And and like not even directly working together, but we've done it together. Yeah, yeah essentially, it, yeah. It's we're so in the same era. Dope. Yeah, same yeah, era. definitely. Like um, that's the coolest. And shout out to those that came before us. You know, too. You know. I mean, there wouldn't be, you know, I wouldn't be who I am or have this knowledge that I have if it wasn't for, like, the Bryans or the, the, the NYJs or the Commandos yeah. or, um, you know, everybody else that, that came before me. I, I'd yeah. never want to forget that how privileged I am to have had people that have set the bar before me. Yeah. Um, one thing I love about, like, your situation is you found your passion at a super young age mm -hmm. and went after it, you yeah. know. That's something that I didn't have the yep. opportunity of doing. Yeah. Um, if I knew that I could be a DJ, I probably would have been a DJ right out of the womb. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, or at least dancing. I, I yeah. that's probably my, that's probably the one thing I love doing more than DJing. Probably. Yeah. Is is dancing. Yeah. But um, you know, it, it was frowned upon mm -hmm. to be a dancer yeah. in our era. Yeah. You know. Absolutely. Um, Especially black guys. And what's, and what's crazy is like Tupac got his start. I know. I know. I know. But, you know, I mean, same thing like the Eminem thing, you know? Yeah. Okay. He's white, but Dr. Dre backs him. Mm. Nobody gives him respect for that. Yep. Like, yep. Um, he co-signed him. Yep. But yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing that I wish I had the opportunity of doing is learning at a learn, young age that I could do what I wanted to do, you know? Um and I'm not, I'm not to get sentimental or anything, but that's that's one of my biggest regrets is just not knowing or not having the direction yeah. um, of going to college or even, you know, doing what I love to do yeah. um, that you can make money out of it somehow, some way. And, and the thing about regrets is I feel like regrets are an opportunity to better the next generation. Absolutely. To help the Absolutely. younger kids find a passion. Yeah. I taught a, uh, a DJ class like a whole summer for uh, the Boys and Girls Club and taught like nine and 10 year olds, the basics yep. of DJing and a board and stuff. And it's like, this is something you can find as a passion, a side gig, your main gig, Absolutely. but just something fun and productive yeah. to do. And because music definitely saved my life at a young age, we would have definitely ran the streets <laughs> and the answer would have been street cred over right. business rep. Right. Had we not found music, that was the path we were headed on. Yeah. We found music, you know, uh, shout out to Tony T big bang, uh, he he definitely guided us away from that, and absolutely, we found that at an early age, at the age that we yeah. needed it, because uh, we grew up in all of us in the group grew up in fatherless homes. Yeah, we had this mentor that made beats and gave us unlimited studio time for free, yeah. and beats for free, and then pushed us and helped us get better and grow and yeah. showed us the family life and so forth. So, yeah. you know. Um, I think you shouldn't have that as a regret. It's an opportunity to learn. Yeah, I, back. maybe I, I used the wrong word. No, but, no, I mean, but, you know, I, I, we all have yeah, regrets. Yeah, it, so it is a thing. It's like, damn, I wish you know? I knew that before. But yeah, yeah. use that regret Absolutely. as an opportunity to, now I got to teach these young kids, hey, this is an option. Yeah. Um, you are recently um, fully DJing, no nine to five. How long ago did you make that switch? Uh, September 30th. Um, awesome. it, it happened a little earlier than I thought. Uh-huh. 
Um, but it's you know, it's scary. It's I, I ain't gonna lie. It is. It is scary. But <laughs> I knew if I didn't make the jump, I probably never would have. Just because yeah. nine to five gives you that security. It is. And, I'm, and I'm not saying I might not have a part time. Yeah. You know, something I'm here wrong, or there. Right? But but at the same time, like this has been my full time job for a year and a half now. Yeah. You know, yeah. I've been making more money than my nine to five. Probably twice as much money. Yeah. In that span than I was making at my, if not three times. Yeah. So I mean, it was there, but it was just the security of having the benefits and having. You know all that stuff but at the same time it was taking so much time away i had to be there 40 hours a week and that's 40 hours that i couldn't tend to my business exactly. i'm there i'm taking notes about my business yep. and and thinking 24 yeah, 7 about really my business all the way committed to yeah i was you know they call it quiet quitting is the trendy way of mm -hmm. saying it. and i was quiet quitting for two years now yeah. you know it was just a matter of time i knew this day was going to come and, yeah. and now it's my time so yeah. i feel like i've established my business in a place where and then i got other ventures that i'm going to be working on that's going to uh, help uh, compensate for the lack of income that i'm not getting anymore but i think my business is in a place that i i'm able to like i said i wanted to make it out through the year yeah. but what what better time than now than making yeah. the jump that i know i'm going to make yeah. at some point anyway well, I'll put the offer out there now for uh, Energy Wave Entertainment to collaborate with T1 Entertainment. Maybe it's on a link uh, lip syncing battle, yeah, and we yeah, get a we venue and we throw yeah, it an event sure. and just for fucking sure. have fun. Um, I, I, one way or another, yeah. th there's money in it, there's fun in it, <laughs> and, and and that's what it should all yeah, be about: absolutely. money and fun, and, and yeah. you know, being friends and hitting fucking yeah, for sure. You know, the camaraderie and stuff. Uh, I learn from you every day. Uh, you are truly an inspiration. I appreciate you, you for all your guidance in my career, personal life. Uh, I can't show you enough love. Yeah. Thank you, man. Likewise, man. Likewise. Like, <laughs> hey, you, you know, seeing you guys do what you were doing with Big Bang when I first started in my infancy, yeah. um, I saw you guys at the highest of highs, you know, um, and that was super cool to see somebody that or a group of guys that I've known. Um, you know, the closest one I probably was to was Zaya. Mm -hmm. Um, he would come and play basketball in, in our alley all yeah. the time. So I knew him and Pierre and, yeah. and Jeremiah, um, P, uh, um, Lacey, yeah. you know, I knew all them. Uh, so seeing you guys, you know, at such a young age, you know, doing something so huge and monumental when we had people out there doing spongebob ready like it was their day job <laughs> right. um that was just something that you only yeah. seen that in concerts you yeah. know yeah. so so it was really cool like you you know just as much as i you say i inspire you like that was inspiring to me um especially that early in my career yeah um so so yeah i think i think when when we've all um come from where we came from and everybody has their own story mm -hmm. you know some of us harder than others but who are we to judge um but i think as black men um doing something people seeing us doing something that we love to do and getting paid to do it not to say that that's the main thing mm -hmm. but i think that's a big statement in itself you know so many people don't get to do that and the fact that we've made a career out of doing something we love to do hopefully that does inspire the next generation um, hopefully that does inspire our siblings or does that inspire, you know, people that tune into this podcast or, um, whoever it is, you know, that's, that's kind of all I'm about right now is, 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 is passing you know, the same respect that Brian gave to me, same respect that I got from commando and, and Jason, uh, and everybody. Um, I, I want to pass that on to the next generation. Cause right now DJing 
we don't have a big group of people doing DJing right now. Right. I mean, real DJing, yeah. right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Everything's becoming more digital than yeah, it already was. We've pretty much, I mean, especially in this market, it's it's we pretty much named everybody that's doing it, doing it yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And that pool isn't that big, right? Um, which is sad. At the same time, maybe it's lucrative, I guess, but. Um, it's it's kind of a scary thing. Like DJing is is it dying? You know, in in our market, like is is do people really not value us that much? Right. You know, um, and then those people that are doing DJing, like I'd rather you be more of a DJ than more of a jukebox. Yep. So that's my motivating f- yeah. phrase to Ooh, everybody here. God, we could go forever. But how do you feel about requests? Like I I almost feel like, and this is this may be me starting to get cocky in because we all go through our. <laughs> <laughs> but it's almost disrespectful to me. It's like, am I do like, am I doing something wrong? And I know I'm not. Or if you just wait, I'll probably get to your record. Or your record's something that probably doesn't need to be played in a group setting like this. So real quick, because we were supposed to wrap up. But <laughs> what is your thoughts on requests? And I, I just feel like it makes us a fucking jukebox at that point. If you just put a dollar in and expect okay. a song right away. Um, I can see definitely where you're at. Mm-hmm. Um, in my and. So I guess it depends. Like at weddings, um, requests are okay. But I have already told the, the clients that regardless of what requests I get, depending on who it is, if it's the bride and groom requesting, then I play it automatically. Yeah. Um, if it's the parents of the bride and groom, then I'm yeah, playing it automatically. Absolutely. But if it's some random person at the wedding, yeah, I've already told the <laughs> I've already told the bride and groom that creative control is is something that I'm very you know, before you book me, know that I have creative control, which Ooh. means I'm not, I'm a DJ's DJ. Like, I'm going to use these requests and play them when I can. Yeah. Um, yeah. Now, at a bar, um, like you said, I, I don't know if I'd take it as far as you did, as far as them treating me like a jukebox. In a way, for me, it's like they're helping me do my job. Okay. You know, That's it's one less song. It's one less song that I have to think about playing. Okay. They're telling me exactly what they want to hear. Now, I do take that song and doesn't mean I'm going to play it. Right. I'm going to take it, consider it. Yeah. If it fits, then yeah. it fits. Because at the and same it, time, it's creative control. If you control. in, you know, it might have well, a little more influence. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> now, I did hear about a DJ that, that requires payment. Mm. When he does, when request? he gets requests, and nah, I think that's super tacky. Yeah, I think that's super tacky and disrespectful. Yeah. I've had there was actually a party that happened that I was supposed to go to, but I ended up getting booked at the last moment. Uh-huh. And I had people hitting me up as the party's going on, saying, "You need to be here. This DJ's whack," and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. And I get that all the time. Yeah. Um, people going to weddings and say, "Hey, come save this wedding," but, <laughs> um, but I when I heard he was like, he's even you know charging us to do requests, and I was just like, dude, why? They're telling you what they want to hear, yeah. meaning they're helping you do your job. Yeah. So you take that song and say, oh, if they want to hear this, they'll probably like all these other songs. Yeah, there you, you know? go. There so you go. so That's I'm very the hit or miss. I needed from that answer. Yeah, I would, I, I I would love to way. do gigs with no requests, mm-hmm. you know, but I don't think we have a place set up that way. You know, I would want to, ideally, there'd be a bar here, like set up like Element was. Yeah, where, um, the, DJ where the DJ is unreachable. unreachable <laughs> yeah. You know, where then you don't have to do any requests. Yeah. Um, but we don't have a place like that. So requests are kind of just part of the ball game. It would, I'd love to not have that a thing, but it is. So that's it is good. what it is. And, and that's, that's, I love this. I got to really pick your brain and it has, I've, I've taken a few gems, but it's really changed my perspective on that. 
the, the karaoke yeah. stuff. There's there's been a lot. So yeah, thank you for, for that. Sure, for but sure. Yeah, that that's a very valid point. Like they they're making your job easier. Yeah. And now you know what kind of other songs. Because yeah. I do once you once I go into a song and I see that they like it, then I'm like, okay, cool. They're this kind of group. Yep. They're gonna like this. But if a, yep. I get a request, that's just leading me in the right direction. Yeah. So that's a really good I way mean, to look at it. You know, like I said, I don't take it as far as you do when you said it makes you feel like a jukebox because what it's not like they're doing that every single song. Yes, you know, I mean, some people are. But well, I mean, if, if you, you that, did but, do that every single yeah. song, I, I, they, I not mine. <laughs> if it's fives um, and tens, and <laughs> when I say when I think of a jukebox, I'm thinking of um, somebody that doesn't mix the music. Because mm -hmm. what are you doing differently? You know, not to call anybody out, but right. like a, a Spotify. Yeah. DJ, yeah. quote unquote. Um, what are you doing that's different than the jukebox? Right. Why? Why? You know, they yeah. can go to the jukebox and have the same. You know, you're you're bringing us down. Yep. Now everybody thinks they can just hire this. Yeah. And I, and I have a nephew that can do Spotify. Yep. You know what I mean? Like it's it's that that's what bothers me is yep. when you do stuff like that and you're not even a part of the culture really. Yep. You know, yep. you don't you don't know who started hip hop. You don't know who started DJing. Yep. You don't know anything about the culture of DJing, and you don't even want to learn the skills. You know, that's the disrespect. Um, yeah, that's, that's where, and then you yeah. want to be in the same room or on the yeah. sit at the same table. Like, mm -hmm. that's where I have an issue. Um, and there's so much of that going on. Um, and I'm not trying to sound cocky by any <laughs> I means. I mean, no disrespect. I, I, absolutely. <laughs> like, there is no disrespect when but I say is, that because there's a room a for everybody. This is, a, this is almost a but sport. Uh, uh, I mean, it's a profession. It'd we'll be like, here's how I view it. Um, and you could relate to this probably. Those type of DJs are like the mumble rappers mm -hmm. of hip hop, mm -hmm. right? That, that, that grinds my gears. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but I put so much work in these lyrics yeah, and yeah. metaphors and punchlines, right. and you're just mur, 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 mur. right. All right, punch right. me in. Mur, 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 because you're because you don't want to learn the craft, exactly. right? So yeah. that's that's how I look but at them. You can make They're money mumble. off the craft. You can still you can still yeah you can still make disgusting. money off. The, yeah, that's how I view. That's how I view exactly. That's how I view like yeah. the people that just mumble have DJs. Spotify. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was thinking about that the other day, like how. How could I relate it to just a good way of explaining it? And that's yeah. kind of how it is. It's like yeah, they're the mumble. Good. You know, you may be hot or doing things <laughs> yeah. right now, but but that isn't gonna last. No, you know, you're not no gonna be able. You, you can't be put in the same room as the Jay Z. Mm -hmm. You know, or a, you know, or Jazzy Jeff. Mm -hmm. You know, exactly. or, or, or a Brian Lee or exactly. a Commando. You yep. know, yep. Um, so that's it, it bothers me when people get complacent. Mm -hmm. That's another thing too. Yep. Like always for me, if I if I need to work on something, that's what I'm gonna be working on at home. Yep. Like, you know, if, if my transitions need work, yep. I'm gonna work on my transitions at home. Yep. If my song selection needs work, I'm gonna work on that at home. Yep. If if whatever it is, my my looping or affecting or whatever, yep. um, I'm gonna work on all that. Yep. It, whereas with those, it's like, oh well, this is working, so I'm good where I'm at. Yep. Like, nah, like, there's more to it. Like, come on, push yourself. Yeah. You know? Um, in t theory, you're only helping yourself because you're going to be making more money because you could do more. Yep. But people don't see it that way. I love it. Complacency is the devil. <laughs> it is. <laughs> we have approached three hours. <laughs> we have a three-part. All right, so stepping out and standing out. I need. I mean no disrespect. And then the third episode, I feel like it needs to be race-driven because we, we touched some great points on race on that third I'm half. light, not white. Ooh, 
okay, I got you. I'm gonna give you that. I'm gonna give you that. <laughs> That's fucking great, man. I love having you. We have to do this. More. Yeah, for sure. For I'm gonna sure. talk to Brian. We need to redo our episode of GXP. Yeah, we yeah. need to talk about some things. Yeah. It's gonna be good. And then for even sure. after that, man, you need to start a pod. Like I've been thinking about so it. To talk about. I've been thinking about it. And actually, it's kind of funny because the graphic designer that's helping me has talked about yeah. wanting to start her own podcast. Nice. So um, I, I've been telling her about this place, and I haven't really given her the contact information yeah. yet. But um, I might have to reach out to her and have Let's her do that. Happen. But, yeah, I, I my thing is is I I don't know how regular I'd want to be. Yeah. You know, I, I talk on the microphone all the time. Yep, yep. You know, <laughs> So that, that's why I'm the way like I'm, I'm a text over phone call guy because I work probably 15 years in the phone telemarketing. Right. Industry. Oh, yeah. So true. Don't fucking call me. Yeah, I yeah, hate yeah. being on the phones. now. True. True. <laughs> so. It's just easier. It's quicker and easier yeah. for me than to call somebody, I yeah. guess. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm I love doing it when I was on Brian's podcast. I love doing it. And everybody, evidently, I have a really I just had somebody tell me at a wedding yesterday that I have a great voice. Yeah. Um, I've been told in my career that I have a great strip club <laughs> voice. Um, coming to the stage is Lexi. Um, but, and I guess that's a thing, but I've, I'm so proud of myself just because I remember my first karaoke gig and how nervous I would get to get on the microphone in front of people out in public. And now it's like my biggest strength. Yeah. You know, I think my personality is kind of what separates me from a lot of other DJs. Um, and it's kind of weird that it's come full circle that way for me. But but I'm definitely not against starting my own podcast. I just don't know how I would be different than a lot of other podcasts. Well, um, and I'd have to figure it out. I was about to say, if it's one thing you do well, it's it's finding out how you can stand yeah, out. So yeah. I have all the confidence in the world <laughs> that you will find a way and you will be great at it. Um, sure. How can everyone find you on your social media? Um, Facebook, Tim Frazier. Um, F-R-A-Z-I-E-R, not like the show. Um <laughs> On Instagram, uh, so I'm going to go through this rebranding thing, and I think I'm going to get rid of my DJ name. Um, new, breaking news here. Yeah, that's a hot take. Um, what? Uh, I'm still going through it. We'll see. But right now you can find me on both DJ Verbatim, V-E-R-B-A-T-I-M, um, on Instagram and on Facebook. You can also find me on um Instagram at Energy Wave DJ and Energy Wave Entertainment. So Energy Wave DJ will be Instagram. Energy Wave uh, Entertainment will be Facebook. Did you just say you may not be DJ verbatim for much longer? Yeah. Yeah. So the reason is because, so I'm rebranding my business. So people are having a hard time knowing what to tag me as. Ah, I see. So there's okay. a, a branding issue. Yeah. Um, I don't, I do a lot of weddings now. Yeah. Um, and I don't say I'm DJ Verbatim at weddings. Okay. I say I'm Tim Frazier. Oh, interesting. Because um, having a DJ name and not being, I want to be more personal yeah. and more personable to okay. the to that group. So I say Tim Frazier. Okay. Um, so with the marketing and branding that I'm trying to do, it probably makes sense just to go with my regular name. Now, at bars, people are going to still call me DJ oh, Verbatim yeah, or whatever. You're, you'll always be Verbatim yeah, to me. Yeah, I will. Right. <laughs> Don't be that guy. Right. Don't fucking call me that. Come no, on, I won't bro. be that guy. I mean, it's, it's been a part of my life for 14 years, <laughs> yeah. and it's such a cool name. That's what yeah. bothers me is, uh, you know, really going like through this. Like, on your name. You know, how I, yeah, how I came up. I mean, Brian always was like, that's so dope when I told him what I came up with. Um and I respect it, and I love, I love it that it's a part of my story, but at this point in my life, you know, I'm kind of fading out of DJing okay. and bars, mm -hmm. I think. Um, I mean, there's still some, 
yeah. juice left in me. But but um, at the same time, I think I'm going to be ended up going into a different chapter soon. Yeah. So I want to be able to be not have any confusion when right. people are trying. Right now, I have both a DJ name and a business name, okay. and it's it's just confusing. I've had a lot of people come up to me and, and say, "Hey." What yeah. do you want me to tag you as? Mm. Whether it's a photographer or a venue or whatever. So, so are you flirting with stuff with uh, energy or wave in it as your new name? It's it's I'm I'm still gonna be energy wave right entertainment, but, like, but I'm just name. coming up with the, oh no, um, oh, okay. I'm not gonna have a DJ name. I'm oh, just gonna you're, you're I'm gonna be Tim Frazier. Yeah. Okay. Um. So it might be DJ Tim Frazier. It might just really be Tim Tim Frazier. If you what about ver- verbatim t- Frazier, like well, if you. So a lot of the, it's not only the, that situation, but I've gone to DJ conferences mm-hmm. also, and this has come up. Mm-hmm. And the thing to do to market yourself the best is to just use your name. Okay. Um, if you if you want to be a premium DJ, yeah, you know, um, which is what I'm trying to do. So, um, I we'll see. I don't know. I haven't made the final decision yet, but it, it is something that has crossed my mind lately just because I've heard about the confusion that it's causing. Okay. So it is something that I'm considering. We'll see. Dope. Um, come about the first of year, maybe we'll have a decision by then. Right, we got a hot take. <laughs> see if Brian Brian just popped in. Might have caught him on cam real quick. <laughs> Uh man, it's been an amazing episode. Yeah, I, I'm fun. excited to do this again with you. For sure, this was fucking great. We will, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, I've had, a, I've had a blast. Thank you for having me on here, man. Yeah, like I didn't know what was, I you know I didn't even know we we're gonna get on a podcast yeah. to be honest. Yeah, um, so I, 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 I switched just chat, it because but. we I was doing testimonials for the uh, the Iowa Music Awards, right. and I was like. Since I get video, I can cut up the clips where we talk about the music oh, awards. Sure. But I felt like there's so much for us to talk about. Yeah, yeah. And then there's been this like weird is there animosity? <laughs> is there not? Yeah, like, I was like, let's sure. fucking break the ice. Yeah. Let's talk. I bet we could talk for a minute. I, I bet we can get at least a good hour episode. Yeah, Three for hours sure. later, for sure. I still feel like there's shit we could have yeah, yeah, <laughs> touched. Yeah, so thank yeah, you, sure. man. Of course. Thanks for spending time with me. I'm going to make sure you make it in time for uh, Monday football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah I've yeah. missed three appointments now. So oh, really? <laughs> it was worth it. So okay, thank well, you, man. Sorry about that, no, but thank no you. No problem. This was dope as <laughs> shit. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's been another episode of Talking Top Tier. I'm your host, always doing the most, Tone the Boss. And that was DJ Tim Frazier, a.k.a. Verbatim, a.k.a. Mr. Energy Wave Entertainment. And uh, we'll be back till next time. <laughs>